this is Max, and welcome to the Ronin System Podcast. So once again, we have the infamous Ahmed. Hey welcome guys. back. Hey, good to be back. So um, you you actually reached out to me to get on this ep- like this uh, podcast again. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what do you, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, so there's nothing in particular, but I just kind of like being on the podcast. Who doesn't like being? It's fun every time we come on. We've had some pretty good discussions. We've talked about religion. Yeah. We talked about um, jiu-jitsu for sure, MMA, um, whole smorgasbord of stuff. So I don't know, man. I kind of just like coming on and shooting the breeze, shooting the shit, and um, hopefully pick something up, pick something new that I didn't know before, either about you or talk about things that we didn't normally talk about. So I'm up yeah. for whatever. But I mean, I, I like doing that too. You know, <laughs> that's, that's one of the things I want people to come on the show and do is just to talk. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I mean, it's just, it's hard finding people to, to want to do it, you know, not calling anyone out, but I call people out all the time. And I feel like if you, but the other thing is, is that you, I think you, you need to have like interesting things to, yeah, that your sure. questions that you're trying to, like you're trying to get to, to the bottom of or what have you. So I'll start. There's just, there's one that's kind of, uh, that I, I've been thinking about and that is that <laughs> I turn 40 this year. Mm-hmm. So now Almost, it's almost the end of that year, and um, I'm still in, I'm still competing in jujitsu, and I plan on competing in jujitsu for um, for a, a while. You know, I feel physically I'm able to do it, but the biggest thing is is that I've I've noticed that um, I can't go as hard as many days in the week that I used to be able to do. Yeah, and I can't I can't um. Uh, I've noticed also that I'm not as strong as I thought I was like now with other dudes that are, well, so let's just call for it is. I think there's a lot of guys that are like over the age of 30 in jujitsu, whether they're competing or not competing or what have you that are, um, that are doing some type of like performance enhancing or testosterone replacement type thing. I am not. And um, it's like, it gets to me. Cause I like feel, sit there and I talked to actually talked to my doctor about it. I was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to, I go to the doctor every year to get tested about like what's going on in my body, physical stuff. And I'm pretty open and honest about like how I'm feeling about things. And, um, like I just, I'm either more tired or not as motivated, um, going to jujitsu every single day or getting up in the morning and maybe supplementing a workout with, for jujitsu, like going to run in or going to work out, um, those types of things. Like I used to do that all the time, you know, and sad reality is if it's, it's not like I'm just not motivated. I'm just getting older. You know, I think it just happens. I've talked to other people like, you know, they hit, they hit at a certain age and they're just like, man, I'm just tired. And, you know, I, I need to, I need to take a nap on Saturdays. I need to take a nap on Sundays. And, um, you know, I go to sleep early on a Friday night. That's just, this is what I do. And, and, you know, he's just like, man, I mean, either change your diet, see what that goes. Because if you, you know, I started telling him about like the guys that are, that are doing this and, and it's like, it's, it's a notable difference. Like I'm rolling with him and I'm like, man, this person, you're 26. I'm yeah. rolling with guys that are like in their forties and fifties sometimes. And you probably roll with them too. We're like, man, this dude feels as strong as Max and Max is, you're pretty strong. You know, and that shouldn't be the case. Right. 
I mean, maybe it should yeah, be, but I you mean, shouldn't. You shouldn't be this. You shouldn't be. They shouldn't be as strong for as long as they're strong within that role. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. You know, so, uh, and I asked him that, and it sounds like I'm fucking whining about it, but I, I don't try to be whining. Um, I ask him, and um, he's just like, you know, if you do it, you're like, long term repercussions is you're on it for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. Second is that. It does. They they do say it, like it pro, it enhances the chances of your your prostate grow, growing lo, growing at a faster rate than it normally would because it doesn't it grows anyway. Mm-hmm. Your, you know your prostate will constantly grow. Like it's it's a proven like it's scientific. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That if you if guys live long enough, they will get prostate cancer. It's just going to happen. Um. So he's like, no, don't do it. Change your diet up. I'm you know don't eat as much red meat. Um. And anyway, I, it's still, it's still just, but it still messes with me, you know, like I'm like, all right, well, that person is still considerably stronger than I am or feels considerably stronger than I am. Or why are they recovering so quickly? You know what I mean? And so anyway, I just know if there's no, there's a question, but like, it doesn't, it, I don't necessarily f- feel like I'm in major league baseball and the ball's juiced. Because I'm not a professional athlete by any means. Yeah. But it still feels like it's fucking bullshit. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It makes sense. I, I get I get where you're coming from too, because um I mean I've I've done like a lot of research and I've watched a lot of like film and documentaries and I've I've talked to experts about this because mm-hmm. I was interested I was actually I wanted to be a physical therapist when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was wanting to get into the field. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the biggest things is like PEDs, like performance enhancing drugs or like whatever, what have you, all those things, like your doctor said, you you shouldn't do them. Like nine times out of 10, at least in my opinion, nine times out of 10, no guy needs HGH or TRT. Like TRT is testosterone replacement therapy and HGH is a human growth hormone. So, but that's, so that's the thing is like, I'm, I'm. I'm conflicted about that because I've no people people personally that I consider good people, right? And yeah. that, that when they test for it, they absolutely do. You know, they they, they test they test low for T, and yeah. so they need to have it at certain teams in terms of their their age or what have you. Yeah. Um. And they so they need to have it. You know, do you do you question that, or is it just in general? Like, are you saying in general, like don't you know don't do it at all? I I think no, unless you need to. It's yeah. like gluten. Right, you know the whole gluten free craze. Like, I don't know. No one, you, you need gluten. Like the only reason you shouldn't be eating gluten is because you you're allergic to it. Basically, essentially, that's what it is. That that's why people have like gluten free shit. Mm-hmm. It's because certain people are allergic to it. They can't digest it right. They can't process it right, and so it fucks them up. Um, but if you're not, you don't. If you don't have that issue, doing it just fucks you up even more. You know. Same thing with TRT. Like, all guys and even women produce t- like testosterone. Right. And and we produce estrogen, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but to like the male hormone is is testosterone. Yeah, I understand. And so we we produce it all the time. Like mm-hmm. it's it's literally in our sack. Like that's that's what it is. And to take to do TRT or to take HGH, you're you're fucking up your body because your body's saying like, oh, I have all this testosterone. And then there's more coming in that I'm not making. I guess I'll stop making it. That's why your doctor said, like, once you start, you can't stop. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with steroid use. Once you 
once you stop taking steroids, any kind of steroids like anabolic or catabolic, your your body recognizes that there was a source and now there isn't, mm-hmm. and it doesn't know what to do anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why there's that whole like, oh, if you take steroids, your dick shrinks. It's kind of true because it's not your dick that shrinks; it's your balls because your your balls mm-hmm. is where it's, it's, it's your it's your they stop producing, factor. so they yeah, just like exactly. kind of become obsolete. And so. I'm I'm not a believer in taking steroids, um, but again, nine times out of ten, there is that one person out of the ten that needs it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I know this guy who he's around like I think like fifty six, fifty seven now. Mm-hmm. Trains jujitsu. He's a black belt, um, strong as an ox, and lifts like he deadlifts like four hundred pounds, no problem. He's a killer on on the mats, but he needs TRT because he's he's just has a certain thing about his body where his body doesn't produce enough testosterone for him to function properly. Was he like that before he was low on T? Yeah, he was he was still a beast. Mm-hmm. He was still a beast. Like it never changed. Mm-hmm. And before he got on the the regiment, before he got on TRT, he actually did things that your doctor recommended. He changed his diet, he stopped eating uh red meat as much. He worked out more. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he did all these more holistic things to improve his body, mm-hmm. and it worked for him. Like he had like a herniated disc in his neck, mm-hmm. and all he did was like he went to chiropractors, he went to like all these like specialists, and all he really did was just changed his habits throughout the day, and it fixed it. Mm-hmm. You know, it got better. So like, you know, I I just don't believe it unless you really need it. I don't I don't believe in doing it. So then, so then, what do you think of that? So is it? Is it you really need it because you see your general physician or um, whatever, whatever specialist medical doctor that you know that that's determines that you have low T, or what I'm what I'm hearing a lot of is like these people that are going to these like youth rejuvenation clinics or whatever they're called. You know, you know they're just they're just like these testing clinics or what have you. They're not. I mean, and they may have a doctor that's there but their business is the business of trt <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah so like ah or is it you know and i and i've talked to people who who've gone to their doctor right and their doctor says yes do this because you're just not at the level you need to be at right and so yeah. or and there's people that i don't know they just they want to feel a certain way they want to be a certain way and you know um it is what it is so it's the, and the reason, obviously, the reason that I bring it up is because, uh, you know, it's just it's just prevalent in jujitsu in general. Yeah, like for sure. I mean, we're seeing it. All if, the time. if you look at it, the vast majority of pro jujitsu guys are on steroids, right? Like There's, easily, like um, ACC was like it's. Yeah, I mean, it's worse than IBJJF because there's no testing. Yeah, and we just had that in October, and they're. Guys look just like they're just like fucking monsters, man. Yeah, like uh, what's his name, Leon Jorlo. Yeah. In the span of four years, went from like 135 to 235, and it was pure muscle. It was like 100 pounds of pure muscle that he gained. Yeah. I mean, there's... That's not normal. He He's a physical freak, but there's not... That's not possible, you know? Mm-hmm. Not without some help, right? And like, I mean, you got guys, even like outside of uh, jiu-jitsu, like huge things, like you said, in baseball. Right. Everyone's taking steroids. Yeah. The, and the... 
I think it's, I think you probably see it more in a lot more pro sports that you don't even realize. Like I like the NBA. I watch the NBA. I, I think LeBron is what? 37, 38 years old. Yeah. He's old. He's up yeah. there. Dude. It's, you can't do that. He's doing like in a night in night out and then not take a night. He's like literally not taking a night off and he's sitting there dunking over. And I'm not, I'm not saying that he shouldn't do it. Yeah. Right. Because I, I think it's more prevalent than people think, you know? Well, the thing is, um, I'm glad you brought up LeBron James. <laughs> there, there are certain people out there that are just not normal. Right, he's a freak. He's They're an, like he's pretty an outlier. He's an outlier. I mean, look at look at uh, Yoel Romero. Mm-hmm. The dude's 41, 42, mm-hmm. and he's fucking murking people. Like, and he's not on anything, is he? Not, not that we know of. Right. But he's also an Olympic athlete, and the, the Olympic athletes are like You're notorious. Yeah, for being. Not not just on another level, but being really really good at testing. Mm-hmm. Like they're good at hiding what they take, and they're they're good at like cycling out. Right. Like that's that's what they're good at. Um. I mean, it's just a bunch of sugar water and acai, but you know. <laughs> Jesus and acai now. Yeah, Jesus. No forget Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, like there's guys like that, and then there's guys that like even even in our daily lives. That are like that, like the the people that you mentioned, that they, they may be like older, like 10, 20 years older than you, that are better than you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like in terms of like, you know, that they're a better person or whatever, but they're just maybe they're better at jujitsu, maybe they're stronger, maybe they're a little bit more athletic. Mm-hmm. It's just natural. You you gotta get over it. I mean, right. look, look at Shema. We were just talking about Shema earlier. Yeah. Shout outs to Shema. Just shout outs to Shema. Yeah, he's but he's really there's, there's nothing. There's nothing you can do to this guy on the mats. Right. There's nothing like. He's been training what four years? Well, he's been training. I think he's been now. He's at five to close to six years, maybe. But he's he it's it's he's obviously athletic, but to his credit, he's not just athletic. He he thinks like a jujitsu player, and so he's not he's not a, he knows what he's doing, and he's like he's got good technique, and he practices his technique, yeah. and so couple that with athleticism. Yeah, but I, I think the athleticism is what takes it over, right? Oh, for sure. Because, like, there's guys like Jay, like CJ, that are really technical, really good, and they can't really do much to him. Hmm. Like, I literally threw this motherfucker on his head, and he used his head to spin and take me down midair. Like, we were both in the air. Hmm. He used his head like a fucking, like a dreidel. Spun around and like got on top. Like of him. he was breakdancing with you on top of him. Yeah, and it was like like that. It was in, in in an instant. Like that's not normal. Right. Anyone that landed on their head like that would pretty either be knocked out or just stop moving. Right. Like they're just like oh, or they're just gonna accept like oh crap. Yeah. Yeah. But he just you know it's just, it's just not normal. And yeah. there's other people out there like that. You know. Sure. Yeah. Like I mean, you're talking about you're talking about Yoel Romero, like the. I'm not saying Shamaz like URL or, or LeBron, but yeah. it's like it's if you get to that point, you people are people are on that level. Like and they're just not um it's not as uh, it's not it's not fair just to say, Oh, these guys must be cheating and that's yeah. why they're so good. It's not yeah, you can't say like that. you're not you can't say that because these people are just they're not they're not they're, they're not made level. they're not made like you and yeah. they're made in a lab. Right. You know. But um yeah, with with the whole steroids thing and the PEDs, and it gets to the point where they literally test for for everything. Like, I can't remember what um, this one guy got caught for. 
It was John Jones. He got caught for like um Turn a ball. Turn a ball, yeah. yeah. And that's that's basically I mean that's basically like a PMS drug. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. It's a hormone blocker. I just know the name. And it's like the thing about it is we I'm not sure if it was Turinabol or something else, but before before the DC fight, he got caught for a, a steroid, quote unquote, that did not help his performance at all. Mm-hmm. It actually like hindered his performance, mm-hmm. and they still caught him. Like they still said you can't take that. Like it was a drug that essentially decreased his fighting ability. Right, and they said they couldn't take it. Like, Is it the same thing as like the Diaz brother smoke getting caught for weed? Yeah. Okay. It's the same thing. I mean, like, yeah, sure, you know, it may be with, like, the THC or whatever, it could make you, you know, take more damage. Mm-hmm. But. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. There's a dog in here. Eat but, it. yeah, I mean, it's negligible. The mm-hmm. The difference is negligible, you know. What what the benefits are, it's, it's it doesn't really help that much. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're fighting at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing in jiu-jitsu where you have guys going out there and they're like getting high like while they're training. And that's another thing, you know, like I know guys that'll get high before um, training and then say like, oh, it helps me recover or, or you know, it helps me, you know, deal with like um, anxiety, anxiety, yeah. and like the stress. And it, you know, while I'm out there, like I'm not, I'm not going to tap as easily because I'm not as nervous, blah, blah, blah. But it's like. Once you start doing it, you can't stop doing it. You think so? Like, think you think so. it's you think like steroids? Or like you think weed is like that? Or it's, yeah, for sure. It's an the, it's be, the 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 lifestyle becomes habitual. Yes, it's right. it's all based on habits. Like right. if you can change your habits, if you can change your habits, you can change everything about your life. Mm. I firmly believe that. Like if you can change your diet, you can change your body. You know, if you can mm. change your body, you can change your mind. Blah blah blah. Yeah, right. Every, everything's gonna fall in order if you can fix like where the core issues are and the core issues is, is yourself, you know, mm-hmm. adding more things to it mm-hmm. doesn't help. You know, you have to figure out what's wrong with the engine. That is you. Right. Right. So to that point of going out before you, before you train jujitsu and you're like, Oh, I need, I need to get high before I go to jujitsu. Yeah. It's, it's like, I need to experience this, this situation basically not sober or being high. Right. Yeah. And in order for me to do it and cause it's, it's a better experience for me as if I, if I, if I, unless as opposed to if I was sober. Right. Yeah. And so, and I think I know, know what that means. Cause like, I, you know, I smoked weed in college and, um, a lot. And so I was always, I'd rather be, I'd rather be high watching this movie because that experience is better watching this movie when I'm high. Yeah. I'd rather be high. Um, Working at a restaurant, cooking in the back because it's a lot easier to cope with that shit. If you're just like <laughs> cooking, in the, you know what I'm talking about. You're less stressed. Yeah, or like it's just a lot easier to do it that way. The same, you know, yeah, so on and so forth. But you get to the point where it's like, all right, well, is that performance enhancing? I don't know. I mean, is it? I don't. I don't know if it is or not. It's. Uh, I mean, I think when you're doing it for work, I'm opening a Starburst, by the way. Yeah, but I think when you're doing it for work, yeah. Technically, it's performance enhancing. Mm-hmm. Like someone that takes like Adderall. That's definitely. Or like Valium or something. Yeah. But. You hear about journalists like taking Adderall that like stay up all night yeah. and like write papers. and. Yeah, that's right. That's performance enhancing. For sure. For sure. And then you get trapped in a cycle. Yeah. Like. That stuff's physically addictive though. Yeah. 
And it's then there's not, like it's not, it's not like it's not like uh, lifestyle addictive. It is definitely physically addictive. Yeah, and then there's um there's things where it gets in your head. Like you know what melatonin is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I take it. Yeah, you take melatonin. I do occasionally. Yeah, if I need to go to sleep. Exactly. People will take melatonin to go to sleep, mm. and then it becomes sort of like this placebo effect where they get hear all these things like rave reviews about melatonin. Like I have insomnia, can't sleep, hear about melatonin, like oh maybe I should try it. Mm. Hear all these good reviews, you just watch all these videos, you watch all these documentaries, whatever. Take melatonin. You have an amazing night's sleep. Eight hours clean. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, this works. Next day you do it again. Happens again and again and again. And you try and cycle out, you go straight back into that insomnia. Because then your body, doesn't your body naturally produce melatonin in your brain? It does. Okay. It's the same thing as TRT. Mm-hmm. Now the issue is, you may think that the melatonin is working and it may not be working. But you think it. And when your body thinks it, it makes it true. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's that's basically what placebo is. Right. It's sugar pills. And I've tried it. I have insomnia. Some nights I don't even sleep. Like, last night, I probably slept. I slept at 3. I woke up at 7. And I've taken melatonin. I've tried it. And, yeah, some nights I get really good sleep. Some nights I don't. Mm-hmm. But... It's because I went in that went in with the mindset, like honest, that I had no idea whether it would work or not. It did and it didn't, right? So that's like the true form of it. So that's why I don't really take it that much because I know, like, if I just fix my habits, I'll sleep better anyway, right? If I stay more focused during the day, if I exercise right, if I eat right, you know, I won't be as anxious, I won't be as stressed, and then I'll right. be able to sleep. Right. You know. That was the big thing for me. And even going back to the conversation I had with my, doctor, my doctor was about, it was about getting rest like at night for me. And diet was a lot because I felt like I, I was eating a lot of red meat. When we were talking about that Game Changers documentary, it was just yeah. so happened that when I talked to him, I just I just watched that documentary. And I'm like, so I, and I don't buy into it, but I do think that there is certainly benefits to having less meat in your in your diet as opposed to as much as you know, as much as I was eating, which was, I was probably eating red meat four nights a week. It's a lot. Yeah. Not as much as, as other people that eat like every day or every meal, but. Yeah. Every meal. Like the, the, the people who do that. To, and I think that like your body, at least my body, I think probably has issues with just processing that much meat. I know night in, night out. It's not, you know, it's probably not a. I don't think it's helpful for sleep, you know, so yeah. change it up. The veg, you know, I went vegetarian for a couple of weeks and then I went to a football game and had some brisket before. <laughs> it's like I couldn't do, deal with that. And then, um, obviously Thanksgiving came around and it was just the, the two days before Thanksgiving, my mom made a, a lamb, nice Arab lamb dinner. And so I had that to have some good. lamb. So, and then Thanksgiving obviously was just like lamb kept there or something. Yeah. No, just like legs of lamb roasted. Oh, and man, that sounds good. Yeah. Over couscous. Oh yeah. The food's so, nice thing, but uh, yeah, that's the thing, man. I can't stop eating meat. Like I'm yeah. Buddhist. I'm supposed to be vegetarian, like right. I said, but I can't stop eating meat. And you, most people, again, like nine times out of 10, you need meat, mm-hmm. but you don't need that much meat. Yeah. That's the, that's the, I think that's what I'm trying to get at. I'm getting clowned 
over at top and like the places that I train at by people who, who thinks I'm, I'm just a fake, I'm a fake vegetarian. I'm not a fake vegetarian. I'm not, I'm just eating less meat yeah. than I, you're, you're, than you're I being health conscious. That's right. what you're being. Right. And the thing about the game changers thing on Netflix, um, if you guys haven't watched it, it's interesting to watch, but it's a total crock. Like, Going full vegetarian. There's no science behind it. Yeah, there's no science behind it. It will not make you a better athlete. For some, it might, but for for a lot of people, it won't. Like one of their biggest arguments was like the Nate Diaz uh, Conor McGregor fight, mm-hmm. and how Conor McGregor ate like steaks every day, like twelve ounce steaks every day, and Nate was like a lifelong vegetarian. Well, that's bullshit. Just because Nate knocked him out in the second round does not mean that vegetarians are better than meat eaters. I mean, what? Nate's got a record of like 14 and 11. Mm-hmm. What happened to the other 11 guys? Were they all meat eaters? Were they all vegetarians? You know? Doesn't make sense. Masvidal just starched him. Yeah. Masvidal obliterated him. Yeah. For, for fucking three rounds. Just tore him to pieces. And then you got Conor McGregor, who's got a winning record of like, what? He's got like four losses out of like 30 fights. Yeah. What? Were, were the four people vegetarians too? I don't think so. Yeah. Khabib's definitely not. Yeah, Khabib eats meat all the time. Yeah, it's like, it, it just, that, that being their major argument made no sense. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Layla's got to drink some water. She just had a meal, so. Uh, you make, I'll probably kick her out. Uh, yeah, sure. Can we do that? Yeah, good. Uh, I'm not going to stop this, though. I'm just going to keep going. All right. Yeah, I'm not even going to edit this part out. I like the slurping sounds. <laughs> but yeah. It, it it makes no difference. I recommend eating less meat because it's it's better for you. You're you're less likely to get certain diseases like heart disease and um, certain cancers. But you still need meat in your diet just for the added protein. There's there's higher amounts of protein in meat than there is in like vegetables for sure. Like there are certain vegetables and there are certain grains and shit that'll give you a lot of protein and you can survive on that. But the protein that comes from meat, you can't beat it. And the B12. Yeah, and the B12. Which is the only scientific thing that they mention in the documentary yeah. is that your body absolutely needs B12 and you need it from you need it from meat. Yeah, but no, but I do feel better eating less meat. You yeah. Know? And I don't, I'm in maybe, you know, maybe I, I venture into it again and maybe I'm vegetarian for a couple of weeks. I did like being vegetarian for like the week. I, I had a competition in Kansas City. And I was vegetarian that whole week before, and I felt pretty good. Yeah, I felt you, you feel lighter. Yeah, I feel lighter. You know, I feel like I have more energy. You know, so there's more. To, there's definitely something something to say about that. Yeah, there, there. I mean, I'm not gonna say there isn't scientific proof, but there is some science backing right. being vegetarian. Um, it's just not a lot. Yeah, not a lot just to like me. the things like where oh your sexual libido goes down. Like where's the scientific thing? Yeah, proof behind. I don't know. I mean, just take some zinc. Yeah, eat some oysters. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've experimented with my body a lot. Like I've taken zinc. Zinc is like a big producer of testosterone, mm-hmm. um, omega threes, B12. Um, I've even done like pre-workouts, like the thing that Jay has. It's like that fucking, which one's that? It's like the, the purple powder. It's <laughs> like, it looks like cocaine comes out of a can. Is it you're just called. a normal pre-workout? Is it C4 or something? No, I don't think it was C4. It was something else where he said, don't take too much. That's he's, the only thing he warned me about. He's just trying to sell it, bro. But yeah, I, I tried it. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's, you know, those things, I just, I believe in them again for certain people. 
But for myself, I feel much better with my performance, especially mm-hmm. when I can just do it myself. Like I'm not saying I like I'm I'm really good, mm-hmm. but you know when I go out there, the biggest thing I focus on is like everything's got to come out of me because this you know I got to be the best me that I can be. I can't add things on like I said earlier. You can't add things to the engine until you figure out what's going on. With the do, you take pre, do you take pre workout before you go work out? No, I don't do no. any of that. No, I drink I drink a glass of water, go over there, start start pumping iron. I'll be my my pre workout right now for jujitsu is having some candy. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit of a sugar rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need that that is that is the scientific scientifically proven thing though. Just having some sugar. Mm-hmm. That's why you um, Romero talks about sugar water. It's good for recovery and it's good for you know. Um, it's good for right after right yeah. after too. Yeah, sugar water. I mean, I wouldn't say like down a candy bar right after and then chug a soda, but yeah, yeah. you know, like. When you're doing like um, intensive training, eating some ice cream right after, it's good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's certain proteins, there's there's sugars. If you're eating the right ice cream, you know, there's added sugars in it. Um, the dairy, obviously, if you're you know not lactose intolerant, um, there is the form, like the coldness of the ice cream actually helps with recovery as well. You know, there's there's certain things you can eat that will help, but you know, again, it's just all about changing your diet. You know, I think it's like foods that help with inflammation, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, like the superfoods kind of things that have yeah. all those those added benefits. I've been taking t- some turmeric yeah. for for sure. But yeah. Yeah. If anything that helps with less, you know, feeling less achy in the mornings, that's the biggest thing. It's just not, not feeling achy. Um, there's some fights this weekend? Yeah. Are there? Yeah. Um, there's, um, there's, uh, what's his name? Max Max Holloway and oh. uh, Volkanovski. Oh wait, what happened to? Uh... Oh, you're right. Yeah. Volkanovski is the guy who beat Aldo, right? Yeah, he he beat Aldo and Mendes. Yo, did you see that picture of Aldo in camp getting ready to to fight more Marais or Marlon Marais? Marais he, yeah, he's dropped to 135. He That's looks stupid. He's gonna he's get dumb. killed. He's gonna get, he's gonna die maybe before he gets there. <laughs> he's at 152 pounds right now, and I mean, like I know guys who've trained with him. I don't have your Wi-Fi. Uh, you need the Wi-Fi. That's the issue. That's uh, fine. I was just gonna I was gonna try and be my own Jamie. It's okay. I can but, give you the Wi-Fi, but I won't. Well, I'll type in the password. I can give you your password online over the podcast. Obviously, <laughs> I don't even know how to get to my my thing. But yeah, I, I think that's a terrible move for him. If you guys don't know who Jose Aldo is, he's like, in my opinion, he is the featherweight goat. That's 145 pounds. He is the greatest of all time in that weight division. And he's going to kill himself. Yeah. So and like, the thing is, people don't realize this, but they think featherweight is small just because it's 145 pounds. It's not. Jose Aldo is the same size as me. I'm 5'8". I'm 170 pounds. 175 pounds. Jose Aldo is the same size as me. And... He cuts thirty pounds like every time, and it's 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 insane. There's no way he's gonna make that weight and still be like good. You know what I mean? And there's like people like calling him like for um like Frankie Edgar is doing the same thing. He dropped one thirty five. Yeah, and he's, he's fighting. He's uh, tradi- but he's he's smaller. Like he is. His phys- he's physical. Like Jose Aldo, I'm pretty sure walks around 170, 175. He's huge. He's yeah. jacked too. But yeah, I th- I think um. I think it's a much better cut for Frankie Edgar just because he is a smaller guy. Fucking up there. 
But yeah, let's see this picture. Sorry guys. I want to do video. But even if I start doing video, I'm going to get copyright issues. You know who could probably do your video? Who? Who could probably be your Jamie? Who? Con. <laughs> I could easily see him be a, be yeah, a if Jamie. Yeah, if he ever does anything like that. <laughs> yeah. What? And there's one There's one at, where he's training right now at Upper Deck in Rio. No, but yeah. Is that him right now? That's That's also crazy. Yeah, that's him right now. There's one where he's emaciated. He looks like you know, um, what's his name, Christian Bale in the in the machinist. In the machinist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not that bad, but he's looking pretty damn close. His I face. Mean, his face just looks. They bad. do it all the time. Like, look at Darren Till. Yeah. Darren Till. He looked like he looked like he was gonna die. Yeah. Conor McGregor looked like he was gonna die. Freaking Max Holloway looked like he was gonna die, cutting to one forty-five. Dude, Jose looks like he's gonna die. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing about and even if he doesn't even if he does make the way and he makes the way in and he goes shows up the next day, like how good are you gonna be? Yeah. I mean that's the same thing as um T J Dillashaw. No, oh, when he fight one twenty five? Yeah. I think he just passed out. If you watch the fight again, I think he just passes out. Do you like does does it affect your ability to take shots to the head? For sure. Yeah. For sure. When you dehydrate yourself, you're taking water not just away from your body but from away from your brain. And the thing that stops getting knocked out is a hydrated brain. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, when you, when you take water out, it's basically just like a dry raisin running around in a, in a nut, you know? And when it starts hitting the walls, you're just gonna, you're going to get concussions. You're going to get like brain damage. I mean, your CTE, you're just, you're just going to get fucked up. And I think that's what happened to, to TJ. You know, he's just, not enough water in his head. Even if he like rehydrated back up to like whatever weight that he was normally sat, like 145 or whatever, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Your, your body is you take needs it, more you, time. You've gone that 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 low that quickly. Yeah, and for you to go back up, it's not gonna, it's it's, not gonna it's, be the same. It doesn't matter. Like it, it's just not healthy. Mm-hmm. I, I think there should be like implementations to prevent like drastic drastic weight cuts. I think that. And have you heard of this by like uh, in in the U.S. They for like for for high school wrestlers. Um, and I've been talking about this with my niece. She's a high school wrestler in Missouri. They they have to certify your weight in um, for high school wrestlers and even college wrestlers too. They have to certify your weight at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Like so, whatever you're weighing in at the beginning of the season, and they'll weigh, not only just they'll measure your weight, but they measure your percentage body fat basically how much they think that you can lose and still be healthy. Um, so say if you're at one, you weigh 128 at the beginning of the season and your percentage body fat is like 15. Okay. Well, they'll say that this, they'll give you that that point, they'll tell you the weight class, the lowest weight class you can drop to and the time that you, you are allowed to drop it. So you can't drop down to say, say you're at 126 right now. They'll say, okay, you can drop to 113, but you can't drop to 113 till this date in the season. Yeah. So that, that, that's that was, that was the thing when I wrestled. Yeah. They should uh, like your eight, nine years ago. Um, but yeah, like they even had this thing where uh, for like a certain match, like a certain duel, you go out there and you wrestle, say, like 145 or 142 or whatever the weight mm-hmm. class is now. Um, when I wrestled, it was 145. And so I'd go out there weighing 145. Um, and before the season, like a month before they took my weight down, I was one, f- I was like one fifty ish. 
mm-hmm. and they said the lowest you can go is 140. So I just went to 145. Um, and I wrestled at 145, and then they told me that day that next week I have to go 145 again before, if I wanted to, I could go to 140. Right. And they, they, I had to be below the weight I was at that day. You had to be below whatever you weighed at before. Yeah, so I had to weigh 145, and then the next the next uh, week, I couldn't weigh less than 143, but if I wanted to cut down to 140, I had to weigh less than 145, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, so you, you have to even, and I do that, they do that in college now too. Yeah. So like if you're, if you're planning on dropping down, to a weight class, they won't let you do it right away, but they'll they're, they certify. They'll let your, you slowly get down to it, right? For sure, which is healthy. Yeah, it's it's way better. Um, and speaking of wrestling, the other fight that's on this this weekend is uh, Kobe Covington and uh, Kamara Usman. I think Kobe's gonna win. You think so? Yeah. Why? Uh I think he's. I from what I've seen him, he he's got. Really, really good cardio. Um, he's a smart fighter. He doesn't get himself into really bad positions. He's he's a good enough wrestler, and he's a good enough striker to where he's like basically going to be. He'll be in it, and he he almost like wears people down. Yeah, he wears people down. No, granted, Kamaru Zaman, he's got good cardio. Yeah, here's the thing. Now, for those of you that don't know. Uh, Kamaru Usman is the current welterweight champion. That's 170 for the UFC. Covington is the, I think, interim, right? He's the interim, he's the interim champion. So it basically means that he's like the side champion. Um, but both of them, fantastic wrestlers. Like, they were nationally ranked in the U.S. for a long time. Um, and it's insane conditioning and cardio. Really heavy focus on pressure. Mm-hmm. Or constantly moving forward for both of them. Where it becomes different is Kamaro is the physically stronger guy and he's way better in the clinch. Like if you watch his fight with Tyron Woodley, and you know, he destroyed him. Dude, like his clinch fighting was where it was at. But if you watch uh, Colby's fights, he pressures in with, you know, like you said, better striking. He's got better kicks, better punches. But as soon as he gets into the clinch, it becomes more about can I get this guy to the ground? If not, I'm going to break. Usman's different. Once he gets you, you know, backed up against the cage, or once he gets backed up against the cage, it's about how many times can I score you in the gut before I take you down? You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. I think I think it's going to be a 50-50 fight. For sure, it's probably going to go the distance. I think it'll go five rounds. Yeah, I think it'll go five rounds. But it's a 50-50. When is that fight? This weekend. That's all this this weekend? Mm-hmm. It's um so it's a three title fight. No, it's a three title card. You have uh Max Holloway fighting for the featherweight title against uh Volkanovski. I've never watched Volkanovski. He's a beast. But I know he beat Aldo. Yeah, he's a beast. Um I'll talk about him in a minute. But you have that fight at featherweight for the championship. You have the welterweight championship. Mm-hmm. And then you have the women's um I think featherweight championship with uh, Amanda Nunes and Durandamy. Oh shit. That one's probably going to be a banger too. Both of them are really good kickboxers. Yeah. Yeah. I like Nunes. Nunes, I think she's the, the woman's goat. Yeah, she's awesome. She, if she beats Durandamy, she's, she's a goat. She's awesome. She's a goat. But, um, yeah, Volkanovski is a beast. He's a beast. You should watch this. It's on YouTube. You should He's watch tall, this right? No. 
He's not he's, tall? He's like maybe 5'6". Okay. You should uh-huh. watch his fight with uh, Chad Mendes. It's on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, dude. Unstoppable pressure. Like, I, I think I think he's going to lose, but I think it's going to be an interesting fight. I just don't think anyone at, at uh, Featherweight is going to beat Max. It's crazy that he makes a Featherweight. I know. He's he's huge. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I met him in person. Yeah, is he like six foot? He's at least six foot. Like, the thing says he's like 5'11", five, 5'10", five, or something, but he's, at, he's he's taller than six feet. Like, I met him. Like, I'm 5'8", like I said. Mm-hmm. And he, like, I have to look up at him. You know, it's like it's like uh, Wagner. Who? Wagner. Brian. Oh, yeah. He's tall. He's yeah. he's tall, but he's lanky. I think that's how he makes the weight. But I don't think he's going to make the weight much longer. I don't think so. Do you think he fights much longer? At 145? No. Or in general? I, mm, yeah. He's still young. He's young. What's what's age for, like, age and f- to where you think people should be just like, you know what, I'm done? Oh, that's a tough question. Yeah, he's 28. That's uh, pretty young. That's a that's a really tough question. I mean, he's 28, but he's been in some fights too. Yeah, he's been in some wars. He's definitely got brain damage. Um, not making fun of him, but he's he's definitely got brain damage. Like, yeah, but all those guys. I mean, Jose's got it up. Has to have brain damage. Has to. I I feel like Jose should have retired after the Volkanovski fight. Yeah, I think I think he should have retired. He definitely shouldn't be. Dropping the one thirty five yeah, to watch. That's the dumbest move to yeah. make late in your career. Like he's he's been fighting since he was eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, and right now I think he's like what? He's in his early. He's 30s. older. Mid mid thirties, early thirties. Like in terms of like fight mileage, he's old. He's old as shit in fight mileage. He might not be old in general, but he's old in fight mileage. Dude, he his face looks like he's old. Yeah, he's he's old, dude. <laughs> How old is he? Thirty three. But man, he looks like he's forty three. How many how many years has he been fighting? Thirty three since eighteen. So that's fifteen years. Fifteen years. Fifteen hard years too. Yeah. Remember, like at the, like at the, the top. First, the first five of those were probably in Brazil where he's just fighting. Where there's animals. Like back yeah. in like the shoot box days. He was soccer kicking while people were in the head yeah, in the like, head. That's a lot of fight years. Yeah. You know? People don't consider that. Like sp- sports years, especially like hard sports. Mm-hmm. It adds to your to your life. Yeah, it's it takes a, away from your life. Actually, yeah, you're not. There's a reason certain sports guys just don't compete after a certain age. And re, MMA has to be one of them. But like wrestlers don't. Yeah, when's the last yeah. time you see a wrestler winning Olympics? Uh, you don't see a lot of them winning Olympics after the age of thirty. Yeah, as soon as they, they start they, getting it older, has. It, but it's happened, happened, but as soon as they start getting older, it's like gymnastics. Right. You know the average age of retirement for gymnastics is Isn't like, it like 18. nineteen. Yeah, it's in their teens. No. It's like four before or five you, years before of you go to college. Yeah, before you go to college, it's terrible because it's so freaking demanding on your body. And then you see like the college, <laughs> she calls gymnastics, gymnastics. And I'm like, these are the girls that can never make it to the Olympics, but they're like, you know, they're still doing it. At yeah, the age of 22. and they're they're physical physical phenoms. You know, right. it's crazy. Like, um, even even with sports that people don't even consider like esports, mm-hmm. like electronic sports, Starcraft, oh, there, there's Starcraft two. The average age of retirement is like twenty five. Is it because you made your money and you're out, or you just you become no. obsolete? You become obsolete. Why? Your body slows down, even at that age. You you can't process things as quickly, Mm-mm. dude. Like the currently right now in StarCraft, I'm a big fan of StarCraft too. If you guys, obviously, if you guys watch this podcast, you would know. But the top guys, they're like, like the number three guy right now is sixteen. 
16, 17. And he's a vet. He's like a veteran at that age. He's been competing for like four years. Okay. At the highest level. Yeah. And if you look at like throughout history of StarCraft 2, all the best guys in their primes were like 16, 17, maybe 18. They were young, you know, real young. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, there's there's this one guy who's been competing at the highest level since he was 12. He's 21 now. And like, he would be considered the freak of that ro- of that world because he's still just as good as he was back then. He's, he's like he's better. like LeBron James of the pretty much yeah right because yeah like LeBron still... started early. I don't know how LeBron's staying staying fit. Again, I think it's steroids. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> he's he's still a freak athlete. He's yeah, still... for sure. But um, yeah, like there's, yeah, man, I, a a certain age to retire. That's a tough question. It's a tough question. Yeah. Like, I think GSP should retire for sure. He should stay retired. He's like 37. I was listening to his manager the other day. He's like, oh, you can come back right now. Yeah. I mean, you're just selling it. Come on. Yeah, they're hunting ticking us. Yeah, and the other thing is, is like, as somebody who's, I don't want to see him anymore. I'm kind of moved on. I don't want to see him lose. Yeah, I don't want to see him lose. I don't, I definitely want to see him lose. You know, to be honest with you, I'm like, Khabib, like, Win this fight against win this fight against uh, Ferguson. Ferguson, call it a day, dude. Like be be the goat and just just be a goat. Go back to go back to Dagestan. Leave live like a king. Be the man. You don't. He doesn't have anything else. Or who else at one fifty five does he have to prove? Other than maybe maybe Gaethje. 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 I think he has to fight Gaethje. You think he has to? If he fights Gaethje and he beats him, goat. I think he's a goat now. Lightweight goat. If he beats Tony, he's a lightweight goat because right now it's a it's a coin toss between the two. Between who? Between who's better than the other? Mm-hmm. You think he's? You think it's that close? Yeah, I think it's gonna be a good fight. So here's the thing: what? Who do you think's gonna win? Here's the thing. Until I see Khabib lose, I gotta say Khabib. Until I see him lose, you know what I mean. So he, he, he and it's it's never been close. It's never been close. Yeah, exactly. It's never been close. It's always been like he's even even if it's a decision, he's physically dominated the other person. Here's the thing. Um, I think it's gonna be a huge coin toss. Like I have no idea who's gonna win because. We've never seen Khabib fight someone that can keep his pace. Mm-hmm. And we've never seen Tony fight someone that can keep his pace. Mm-hmm. We've never seen Tony on his back getting annihilated, like getting mauled. Because every time he gets taken down, people take him down because they don't want to stand with him. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Lee, Ebson Barbosa took him down because mm-hmm. he didn't want to stand with him. Ebson's a great striker. Yeah. And the thing is... Every time they get him down, their heads are on his chest, their arms are sprawled out, they're not building up posture, they're not doing anything that Khabib would do. And so I, I think it's really hard to judge because we've never seen them in these situations, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we've never seen Khabib bleed. That's mm-hmm. the crazy thing. Mm-hmm. We've never seen him bleed. I think Khabib could could, could pound him. When, the, when they're when they're if he takes him he will take him down sorry he will take him yeah down. he will take him down it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when I, I think he absolutely will 
will take him down, and I think that he can ground and pound. Yeah, and I, I think the biggest issue, a lot of people think that Tony can win off his back. I don't think so. Khabib's jiu-jitsu is really good. Top-level jiu-jitsu. Yeah, and on top of that, I mean, you, you have to trip him up to hit him, and you're not going to trip him up. You know, that's his world. That's his game. Right. And I think the only way Tony wins is to knock him out. To either knock him out or last long enough Towards. and make Khabib work hard enough to where he had he now has the advantage later in the fight. Right. Because we've seen Khabib kind of fade a little bit in mm-hmm. like four and five, but it's not by much. It's only because he's beating the shit out of the guy so much. Right. You know? I, I think that... Um, I, back to the jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu for Khabib. It... His top game in jiu-jitsu, first, I've never seen him on bottom, so I don't even know. He may be really good. He is. He's really good. I've never, you know, so he, he, but it, when, when I'm doing jiu-jitsu or where, where people, when I'm around people who are doing jiu-jitsu, like sport, sport level jiu-jitsu, people are talking about his top level. And like, this is what Khabib does when he, when we're in this position and it worked. And for, for, for sport jiu-jitsu guys to, to talk about his game in to implement into sport jujitsu with like, cause MMA jujitsu, sorry, MMA jujitsu is different. Yeah. It's a, it's way, it's not, it's not the same. It's you, not even really jujitsu. It's not, it's yeah. You're, you're using jujitsu to gain leverage to the point where you can hit somebody and then eventually yeah. things open up. But like, man, you can get away with a lot more in regular sport jujitsu, but man, his top level MMA jujitsu Works for passing guard in regular jujitsu. I think, really, really, like sport jujitsu. I think really he's the well. best grappler, MMA grappler of all time. Yeah, Easily. I mean he's better than GSP. Easily, yeah, easily. Definitely I don't know why people want that fight. It's a stupid fight. Yeah, he's. You think so he's he's better than? He's definitely better than. He's 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 a he's a better grappler because he's because of his he just wins yeah. better than Maya. You know, Maya to me is the, oh. the best jujitsu in MMA. Here's the thing. I mean grappler in terms of like not just wrestling but also jujitsu. Mm-hmm. He mixes he's, everything up. Yeah, he's the guy that no matter what you do, he's getting your ass down. He's getting your he's getting your ass down. But even the way he like he even the way he passes guard. Yeah, he passes like a like a he passes like he passes like a knife through butter. Like well, yeah, but butter. he uses he uses the body lock. Yeah, he beats that knee shield and he gets to a body lock. Um, or like just a, a regular cross face, man. It's he's gonna pass. He's yeah. gonna pass. When that and that stuff right now, that's you're seeing that. If you saw the ADCC this this year in October, um, all the best guys were doing that heavy pressure, chest to chest, body lock, beating the knee, pass, yeah. passing on that's, their knees. That's the simplest, easiest way to pass. Yeah, and they're and they're and they were doing it a lot of times because they're avoiding all the all the. Um, all the inversions for for like leg locks and stuff like that. Yeah. So that was the way to go, and and dude, it's it's basically all he does in, in MMA. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think the ground is good for for Tony. You know, it's just he's just he Khabib's just too good down there. Mm-hmm. It's too good, and like, yeah, it's just he's just too good. He he has been on his back in one fight. Um, the Abel uh Abel Trujillo fight. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was really early on, right? Yeah, it was funny because uh, Abel took him down, and immediately Khabib got, I think, butterfly mm-hmm. or something, 
and he just immediately started working for arm bars, triangles, while punching him. And then as soon as he got up, he went on throughout the rest of the fight. I remember this. He, he yeah. suplexed him like seven times. Was that like the same 21 guy? times. <laughs> Legit. Like, I think that's the official record. It's 21 takedowns in one fight. Yeah. And, like, it got to the point where Abel was just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I can't get this guy off. Yeah. He even, like, did the hand thing. He was like, Man, I, this, this is stupid. Like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. I, there's There's no way, at least in my mind, that Tony beats him on the ground. Mm-hmm. He's got to knock him out. He's got to. That's the only way. And that's why I think he has to fight Gaethje. Because that guy can wrestle? Not only can he wrestle, but I don't think wrestling even matters. Because, mm-hmm. again, we've never seen Gaethje fight a high-level wrestler. That level. Yeah, because Khabib's the only high-level wrestler in lightweight right now. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from, like, Gillespie, but Gillespie's not even up there. Um, and we've seen... Gaethje hurt. We've never seen him tired. Uh, hurt and tired are two different things. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think Khabib's going to hurt him. I think he's going to get him tired. But we got to see what happens when Gaethje gets tired, if he gets tired. How is how old is Khabib? Uh, he's like almost thirty. He's almost thirty. Mm-hmm. He's young too. Real young. He's That's crazy. 30. Uh, let's see. Oh shit! Why am I using that? Let's see here. Habib. Habib. Not gonna make it up. <laughs> not gonna work here anymore. 31. Okay, it's 31. 31. That's still young. That's yeah, still young. I mean, you could... He has two more fights in him. Easily. Because he's, he's, what, 21 and... Or 28 and 0? <laughs> so, if he makes that 30, 30. 30 and 0. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the Lightweight goat. Lightweight goat. So, I have a question for you. Yeah. How are you feeling about jiu-jitsu? Man, I'm. I mean, I, we talked about this earlier. I'm not. I haven't been feeling it for like the past six months, at least. Mm-hmm. And it's not. I mean, it's probably one of the, like the longest. Um, I guess bouts of. You've you've also been injured sometimes within those six months. Yeah, though. but I've always been injured. Okay, yeah, that's my secret. I'm always injured. Okay. I've been injured my whole life. I dislocated my shoulder when I was six months old. How did that happen? Putting a shirt on. <laughs> that's. I'm serious. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's not about the injuries. It's not about like anything physical, really. It's more just mental, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's it's all based on your mind. Like, I'm not going to take any like anti-anxiety things or like depression pills or whatever. It's not necessary. But like... Well, what do you say about people who do? Like, is it okay for them to do? Like, are you saying... Are you just saying for if, yourself? If they don't have another way to cope, yeah, yeah. for myself, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't feel it. But mm-hmm. I don't think medication is the right way to go for mental issues. It's all about behavior. It's all about habits. You know, that's why I believe in behavioral therapy. That's why I believe in behavioral clinics. I don't believe in asylums. I don't believe in, um, you know, medication. All that... All those, all those things do is just delay the inevitable. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you're not if you're not fixing the engine, you're not going to fix the engine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Your mind is an engine. Your body's an engine. If you're not fixing it, you're not fixing it. You know? So where were you? You were feeling? Did your engine basically feel like it just wasn't up to par in these past six months? And yeah, it, I just haven't been feeling it. Like mm-hmm. like I said, when I get there, yeah, I want to work. You know, I want to train. I want to have fun. But then before I'm dreading it before I'm like, I don't want to make the drive. I don't want to pack. 
I don't want to change. Like it's it's that bad. Mm-hmm. Like even when I'm like on the mats, about to put my mouthpiece in, I'm like I kind of want to go home. And then after, same thing. I take out all my shit. I'm like I'm, like I'm uh, dressing out. I'm what like, about in the middle of rolling? In the middle, I'm fine. I love it. You know, it's mm-hmm. great. Like I'm getting my ass kicked. I'm like, oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm beating someone else's ass. Oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing drills. I'm doing all that. I'm having fun. But, you know, before and after, I'm just not feeling it, you know? Like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I just, I think it's important to, because I get like that, for sure. Uh, yeah. I definitely get like that. Um, I think it's important to remember why you're doing jiu-jitsu in the first place. Because I don't. I just don't see any other reason other than inevitably that the it's fun. Yeah. There whether you're doing it because you want you want to learn self defense or whether you want to get in shape or you want to stay in shape or whether you're um you're doing it because you want to compete well ultimately or you want to make a living. Even if you want to make a living with it. This is not a good thing to do if you want to make a living, if you don't enjoy it. Yeah, that's you, the thing. Yeah, if you don't enjoy it, if you're not having fun doing it, then you could you can learn a lot of other things for self-defense, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot of other things for self-defense. And, like, people are still saying right now, like, if you had multiple attackers, jiu-jitsu is not the way to go. Hmm. You know, it's not a good self-defense. Or, you know, personally, like, per, I think probably the best self-defense is probably to carry a firearm, but I don't have one. But I would think that's probably if you're really trying to feel safe, yeah, you know, it prob- could be that. But you know, all these, all these, the, ultimately, like if you're not having fun doing it, and so when I do feel like that, I feel like, oh man, it's kind, you, you're, it's the grind of it, you know, mm-hmm. of like getting up, changing, driving all the way out there, and you know, stretching and waiting for things to happen, and then sometimes there's always this anxiety of rolling, but the, you think it's it's important. To remind yourself, like, okay, this this is the thing that I do for myself during my during my life that I have a lot of fun with. It may and whether it's the most fun you have or not, right now for me it's the most fun I have. You know, but you have you know you could you have relationships, you could have family, whatever that you gain enjoyment out of. But yeah, right now, like it's it could be this is another piece of enjoyment, and I feel like it's important to remind. I, I, it happens to me and that's what I do is like, I just like, I hey, man, you know, get ready to go to jujitsu because when I'm, when I'm training or when I'm rolling or when I'm working through positions and stuff like that, I am absolutely, I'm having a blast. I'm having a ball out there, you know? So, yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've talked about this before on, on past episodes with you or me or just on your spire. I don't know. I think we've talked about it before too, where, you know, Especially in terms of of why you learn jiu-jitsu, why you do jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. I do it for fun. Mm-hmm. I don't do it for self-defense. I don't do it for health. Self-defense is boring. Yeah, I mean, the thing about self-defense is um, jiu-jitsu is really good for self-defense, not because of the techniques, but because of the mentality. Because in jiu-jitsu, you will know you are not the best. Sure. You will know the my motto you never get good. You only get better. That's the thing about self-defense. You're never going to be prepared. Ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. I've been training martial arts for the past 12-ish years. I've done firearms training, knife training, jiu-jitsu, 
Muay Thai, MMA. I've done all. I've done it all. I've taken some Krav Maga classes. It's total bullshit, but I've taken it. <laughs> I will never be prepared to to protect myself or to protect to protect someone else. I'll never be prepared, ever, Dude, because I don't know what's going to happen. So here's my thing about the whole self defense and jujitsu thing. It is. It may be a good self. It's it, it's it's so sorry. Jujitsu is good self defense. Sport jujitsu is a good self defense. I feel like I I don't go out definitely. I definitely don't go out looking for a fight or whatever. But yeah. if I feel like if I'm attacked and I do and I just do sport jujitsu, I don't, don't do anything else. I could probably defend myself, right? And yeah, I, guess, you're, I mean, you're a brown belt going against a guy that probably doesn't know shit. Yeah, and it's it is. It's, I'm I'm gonna be okay. I think I'll be okay. Yeah, right, but. If you've ever have you ever gone to like a Gracie self defense thing? No, but I've seen the videos. They're so fucking boring, man. They're pretty stupid. They're too. so yeah, they're just so boring compared to like, you know. And I know that's probably going to offend a lot of people who do, who yeah. like who like that kind of stuff. And I'm, but man, it's it's just like, you know, I don't want to, you know, somebody. I don't want to go through, you know, motions fifteen different times of when somebody puts me in a headlock. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna take their back, you know, or whatever it is, you know. I'm, I'm. It's a, uh, and we we I think we see a lot of those. We see a lot of those schools. There's a lot of those schools yeah. that are out there right now. Those are comfort schools. Yeah. Here's the thing, you know. All of us, most of us, have never been in a situation like that. You know, praise you, praise to God. Yeah, I you know, definitely. And you don't. Most of us don't, and most of us don't look. For, don't look for him. Don't don't don't. Yeah, it's don't. fine. It's, just, it's fine. Just leave it there. All right. There's a stink bug. That's yeah, fine. If you don't bother it, it won't bother you. Self defense. If you don't bother it, it won't bother. <laughs> you. Don't smash them because then they'll stink. I know. Yeah. I'm not gonna kill anyone. <laughs> but yeah, here's the thing, man. I've I've actually taught self defense classes to to kids. I was I was part of this like bully program. Is this and, back in back in Richmond. Yeah, and I've gotten questions from adults too, along with the kids. Would you use jujitsu? I'm like, no, never. Unless the opportunity presented itself, I'm not going to use jujitsu. Because here's the thing, like, like I was saying earlier, jujitsu gets you ready for the mentality of it. Because in jujitsu, you're going to have people, people sweat on you. You're going to be rolling around in really awkward positions. You know, like it's intense. You're going to be grabbing certain things. By accident or on purpose, I don't know. You know, some people are like that, but certain things are going to happen, and you're going to have to be okay with it. It's the same thing out there. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be okay with it. I think that's why jujitsu is good for self defense, quote unquote. Right. But what you should be doing is just understanding the most basic assault attacks and understanding what you can do, not what you should do, what you can do. Right. So, so when you go back, go back to saying the, this comfort school thing. Yeah, that's it's absolute bullshit. Like, no one's like one of the techniques. Like, legit, I'm I'm not sure if uh, Grace Jiu Jitsu still teaches this, but one of the techniques they show is an attacker coming at you with both hands, like Frankenstein zombie style. Yeah, like, like going for a choke. Yeah, like face to face to face. Yeah, no, no one's gonna do that except for a belligerent drunk. Right. Sure, it works in that or situation. Or like a mummy. Yeah, exactly. Sure, it works in those situations. Maybe in The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to get mugged, if, God forbid, you're going to get raped, if you're going to get, you know, just attacked, guess what? 
one hand's going forward, the other hand's got something else. Yeah, or like there's more dynamic motion in general. Yeah, that's there's more. There's more that's happening. Right. Like I remember, um, I was training this one guy. He he was a Navy SEAL, and he was talking about the fights that he's been in. No, I mean, I'm, I'm saying fight very loosely. He's been in combat. Right. right. And he said, when you get in close, be aware that you're going to die. That's what he said. Be aware that you're going to die. I think it's the same thing in the streets. I think it's the same thing in self-defense situations. If you're not prepared to die, then you're not going to survive. That's pretty heavy shit, Max. I mean, that's that's legit what he said. Like, mm-hmm. this guy has been through it, you know? And that's what I, that's what I take to heart. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by comfort school. When you go to these schools and they teach you all these techniques, they're not going to say, you know, be prepared to die. They're going to say, this is going to work. Well, to, to the other thing is I've been to those schools, right? And I've, yeah. like, I've traveled and I've, I like, I'm the type of person when I travel, I like, or go on, even go on vacation, I like to train. Yeah. So I'll find a school. Sometimes, man, I'll just find whatever school. And it's like, it's some Gracie self-defense or, you know, I'm not shitting on every Gracie school. There's some, like, one of the best. Yeah, there's some legit places. Up yeah, there. there's some legit, Gracie Baja. For what, it, what it's worth is one of the, they, they teach self-defense as part of the curriculum, but they also have some, Legit of, the, stuff. some of the sickest sports yeah. jiu-jitsu players out there. Um, so like, so, so, but there's a lot of these schools that when you go there, it's like, they just don't roll, man. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not rolling. Like we roll in, in sport jiu-jitsu. It's not in these intense roles. And so to, to your point. It, it's this comfort school or it's this this idea of never getting used to the intensity of what a yeah. fight is going to be like or like the, how hot it is or how how much is going on and like mm-hmm. there's there's like you know learning how to control somebody else while you're trying to control your own body you know what i'm saying yeah so that there's stuff a lot, there's a lot of things happening that you don't have control of that you need to be aware of right you know? and if you're not if you're not rolling you know again intensely at least at least a few times a week or two times a week then dude how how do you, how are you really expecting me to believe that you're able to apply those techniques yeah, that you really that this know shit's going to work yeah it's like and then and then we're just going to give this person a belt because they've done these techniques and they've been training for so and so long yeah right i mean yeah but about that mm-hmm. when i did the bully program we did live rolls Okay. Like legit roles. Like start and standing, not jujitsu, self defense. Right, right, right. And these are kids. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like I attacked them for real or anything, but one of the final tests was if you can stop me from attacking you. Obviously, I didn't go 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, it just wouldn't make sense. You were sense. bigger than them. Yeah, of course. I was bigger, I was stronger, mm-hmm. faster, more knowledgeable. I knew more things. Mm hmm. And I wanted to test not their technique as much, but what their reactions were. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we went over strikes. We went over certain grappling techniques. Um, never really went to the ground because I just I didn't feel like a lot of kids would be taken to the ground in those situations. And even if they are, you know, it's just like... It just happened. Yeah, it just happened. Um, but a lot of it was rolled around actual defense. You know, they weren't hitting back. They weren't doing any of that. Um, and I wanted to test if they could handle the situation. Yeah. So like if I attacked them, like if I went for the, the collar grab and I was like trying to punch them, Mm -hmm. can they stop the punch? Good. They're stopping the punch. What if I do a technique they've never learned like an uppercut? Mm -hmm. What do you do against an uppercut? 
You were going, you were going. I was uh, tripping them up. I was doing things that I didn't teach them just mm -hmm. to see how they would react. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten kids that were like, I never learned that. And I've gotten kids that Reacted. move their head or like, you know, kind of shove their head down to take the, take the brunt of the force. I was wearing glove, but they, there were kids that reacted the right way and there were kids that reacted the wrong way. And that's why I wanted to test. And that's why I think there's comfort schools out there that don't do that, you know, because sure. they're doing like that slow motion like this, going back and forth, back and forth. Stop one punch. Come Stop back. block. Yeah. Duck. Go for the. Duck, yeah, behind, like, duck behind the back. We, we, we've all seen those McDojo videos. Yeah. But and like, like the key blast videos, you know. But, and so it's, and to me, like, okay, it's this kind of the culture of the, what do you, whatever you want to call it. But it's, it feeds into adulthood where you, you know, these kids that are like the kids, you know, everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. Type thing. Or this instant gratification where you're doing this. Are they? Is it better than them not doing anything at all? Hundred percent. I think so. Yeah, but it's just for it's for a confidence boost kind of. Thing. Yeah, but it's it's selling it's selling them kind of the fluff part of, of yeah. jujitsu, and and it's it's like okay, you know, we're just gonna give this in, in this instant gratification because that's the that's the culture that we're in, and it's a business, and the business needs to make money, and these people need to feel like they're they're progressing somehow. Yeah, and um, but. We all have seen those people if they've ever been into they've ever they've come to they've come to visit our school before. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Fish out of water. Completely like, different. Completely different. They're like, they don't know what's going on. They're like a deer in headlights. You're rolling with them. You almost feel bad just like rolling with them, you know? It's it's uh they they don't know what they, so so a lot of times it's really funny. They um uh they revert they, so like I'll you'll we'll roll maybe and I'll end up I'll stop I'll play guard because you know I like to play guard and yeah I, I don't, but I'll play top two but anyway I play guard sweep really with ease because they're not used to playing like a sport jujitsu game and yeah. then they, they they get to um you know they they their guard now is completely obsolete because they're look they're looking for closed guards and half guards where yeah. you would they're looking for more traditional base stuff right and. If I'm on my feet, I just don't. I'm just not accepting that 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 type of position. Yeah, right. They don't know what to do, and you're passing their blood, their their guard like butter, and then all of a sudden they get into this side control. So when they learn side control, it's like protect your neck, keep your elbows in close, and don't nothing's gonna happen. Don't get submitted. Don't get submitted. And meanwhile, I'm like, you're coming from a self defense school, and you're not trying to recover your guard, and you're just not trying to get submitted. Well, if I was in the street, I just literally pound your face. In. Yeah. And it's, it's like, what then I just want to be like, I can't, I, I don't say anything to these people. Maybe I should, cause I'm not, am I, am I doing them a disservice? I'm just like, Hey man, just, um, as, I think so. Should I? I'd, I'd say something. Yeah. I just, I want to be like, I mean, I, I wouldn't you, stop you, the role. Yeah. I wouldn't stop the role, but I, I finished the role, but one, the role just becomes boring. Cause we're just like, I'm just like kind of dancing around inside control, neon bellies and stuff like that. And they're not trying to give up anything. They're just kind of keep their, their back plugged to the mat yeah everything is tight like a little ball without with their feet just kind of not even trying to engage in getting any type of guard again and i'm like man this is bad news for you if you're in the street yeah if you're in the streets and that it is what it is i mean when i joined there was definitely that shock because i i wasn't used to the sports jiu-jitsu either mm -hmm. um, i came in as a brown belt but still you know, and then it took me like a year to get used to it. So 
I understand where they're coming from. Where it's a yeah, yeah, big but, shock. Yeah, but you you're you're not you you weren't coming from that. Yeah, I'm not an time. idiot. You're not, but you weren't. You, you trained under D- David Oliver. Yeah, that's still it's maybe just the intensity of our school versus another sports or just yeah, school might sure. be, may be different but he's it was the more realistic aspect yeah he's not he's not he's also teaching mma yeah right so that's a little bit different you know I, i'm talking about strictly pedro valente brothers you know <laughs> i went to one school man they made me i won't say where or whatever but they made me wear like the valente brothers gi and i'm like what and the pants have you ever seen those pants they're huge. Yeah. Dude. Oh, man. Speaking of that shit, you hear uh, uh, Karan Gracie, black mm-hmm. belts can't wear black belts. I've heard that shit before, yeah. So stupid. Yeah. But um, You have to wear his, like, a specific type of black belt, though, right? Yeah, it's like a black belt with a white stripe. Yeah. But it's like you're that's sh- besides the point. I mean, back to the self-defense thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever martial art you do, there's going to be a benefit for it. Mm-hmm. Physically, spiritually, mentally. There's going to be a benefit to it. But for self-defense, I mean, if someone came up to me and asked me, what should I do to learn self-defense? I would tell them it's the same thing as asking, what should I do to learn string theory? What should I do to learn how to build an engine? What should I do to learn how to build a house? Mm -hmm. There are too many avenues of success for that. Mm Mm-hmm. There's too much information. There's too much to build on. Like, the topic is too broad. You know what I mean? Mm. It's just well, don't broad. you think there should be a foundation of it, though? Because I feel like you you alluded to the point at the beginning of you, you're, even in the bully program, you're you're not doing full jiu-jitsu roles, but you're you're teaching them certain parts of jiu-jitsu yeah, where there, it's like... there's an aspect to it. Right, you know? It's be, but you're getting them used to the intensity of it. Yeah, and... Does that serve as the foundation? Similar to like you're going to learn how to build a house. Do you want to learn how to build a foundation? Yeah, I, I, yeah. There's a foundation, and I think the foundation starts up here. Because, mm-hmm. like that Navy SEAL said, when you get in these situations, know you're going to die. Because that's a big part of it. Like when I roll Shema, back to Shema. Mm-hmm. When I roll Shema, I go in there. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get my ass kicked. And not roll better. I just roll better. Because I'm thinking, I'm going to get my ass kicked. I'm going to get my ass kicked. I'm going to get my ass kicked. Do you, do you find... It I, makes me work harder. Yeah, you know, it does make me work harder. and I'm, I, But I also find when I roll with Shema, my next roll with somebody else, I feel like, I feel like I'm on point. Like I'm reacting because my I'm already reacting. Having to react to recover my guard against Shema is like I have to recover really, really quickly because he's passing. Yeah, you know, and he still and he still passes, right? Yeah. But I'm already in that mode. Is like oh oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit, right? Yeah. And so like now I already take that and I go to the next two or three rolls after that with other, you know, um, less mutant like people <laughs> that are just like okay. I can, I'm, my guards, I'm, now I'm working more of an offensive guard as opposed to like a defensive guard, you know, and it, it's, it's helpful. So like, I really appreciate rolling with somebody like him or to be, and to be frank, like rolling with somebody like you, because you guys are moving faster than say the normal, you know, Jim yeah. Oak, that's just, you know, a brown belt at whatever, you know, over 30 years old. So yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's not quite as athletic or what have you. And yeah, that's, that's another big part. 
is to to actually do the live part you know actually make it realistic mm-hmm. you know because that's one that's again what's going to help you get ready it's not to get you ready it's going to help you get ready mm-hmm. you know if you have simulated the, situ- the situation like the, what you said about rolling shema mm-hmm. when you roll better with other people afterwards i feel that too yeah because i've been in the situation where i got my ass kicked mm-hmm. now it's time for me to do something about it right. you know and you see that a lot with people that have been in those situations. It's it's more like it's not going to get any worse than that, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, that's that's why when I did that bully program, I, I didn't want to be a bully, but... You I mean, had to put yourself in that yeah, mindset. Yeah, I had to make myself the bully to make them realize that no matter what you know, it's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know? Because then it gets them used to it. And one of the things I always said was just, no matter what, just keep moving. If you don't know what you're doing, just keep moving. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Let's say you and me got into a fight to the death, right? That's self-defense, right? Mm-hmm. Fight to the death. Sure. My mindset, even though you're a good friend of mine, my mindset, if we were to fight to the death, would be, I'm going to die, but before I do, he's going to die. You know, I'm going into the situation like I'm going to die. That's that's helping me kill you. Does the does the Navy SEAL when you were doing this, did he talk about the fact that there's mortality to all of us? Yeah. Right? I mean, he he said if, like, if, if 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 you're gonna get stabbed, just get stabbed. I mean it's it wasn't like that. Right. But like, you know, when you do like self defense, like someone with a knife comes at you. There's no real good way to stop the knife because they could be coming under, they could be coming straight, like over like this, but doing like, all this shit. But to that point, you were just saying, right? Yeah. You were saying that I'm gonna we're gonna fight to the yeah. death, or like I'm in a situation where somebody's gonna I'm in a, in a real life dangerous, mm-hmm. life threatening street altercation. Mm-hmm. This person is going to die. I, like I'm gonna die. Yeah. But this person's gonna die first. Yeah. And I'm, and what I'm saying is like you already know you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Aside from the street altercation, we're all gonna die. Yeah, it's like you accepted the fact that you have this mortality about you, and in it, daily life, I don't know. Do you? Yeah, I'm aware. It's like it's. I'm hit- not. I'm not afraid of of, of dying because I know it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You know, but like. What I'm specifically talking about is in this specific situation. In this specific situation. Yeah. You're, not, you're not talking about the fact that it's like, I've accepted I have a mortality to me and that's how I yeah. live my life. I'm not having like a like a epiphany about life life and death. Not, right? Especially not in that situation. Yeah. Right? But in, in the specific fight to the death situation, it's like, if I don't kill you, you're going to kill me kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and that's a big motivator. I don't know if you've ever had that feeling, but it's a big motivator. It gives It gives you a big adrenaline jump. I've never, I've never been in a, like that kind of a situation where I feel like my life was threatened by somebody. I have mm-hmm. once or twice. Guns, uh, gun and knife. Mm-hmm. Once with a gun, which wasn't too crazy, at least from you know in hindsight. But with the knife, it was. I got stabbed in the leg because <laughs> I tried to do a like a jump knee, and he just stabbed me right in the leg. Cause I, I like, cause I, I, you know, the, like the, the jumping knee thing. Yeah, yeah. I just jumped up and it's it like, like stabbed. but it was a good thing. I think in the, in the, um, in retrospect, because it stopped him from, from stabbing me more. Mm-hmm. And then from there, 
I just kind of got What into were you it. doing getting stabbed? Uh, we were out clubbing. Hmm. Yeah. Just in Richmond? Mm-hmm. Out in the street. Thankfully, it wasn't like a huge knife. It wasn't like a freaking Bowie, but it was more like um, one of those pocket knives that was like maybe two-ish inches. You know, the people that have those knives. Um, They're, they come in handy type knives? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those situations and... Yeah, I mean, if if you train with the mentality for those situations where you're going to die during training, mm-hmm. it helps you realize in those situations what's going to happen, you know? And so, yeah, like I was saying, if we were to fight to the death, rules go out the window, you know? I don't care if you're my friend. I'm going to grab your nutsack and I'm going to try and rip it off and shove it in your mouth. Like, that's, that's how intense it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's literally life or death. Like, if you're choking me, I'm not just going to grab your hand and go, you know, I'm going to move. I'm going to do something. And that's the biggest thing. You know, you, you, you have to be aware of the fact that you might die. And you have to be accepting of the fact that when you stop moving, you die. Mm-hmm. You know, because regardless, if you're in a bad spot, moving and not moving, either way, you might die. If you don't move, you die. If you do move, you have a better chance of not dying. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's kind of confusing the way I said it, but. No, I do. I just, I mean, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is that I maybe I just don't, I just don't think of those situations that often. And I, I'm, and obviously I've never been in a situation yeah. two, two times in your life where you feel like you like your life has been threatened. I just never, and maybe, so maybe I would think about it differently. Um, but what you're saying to me absolutely makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, having done martial arts and having grown up not in a rough life, but at least being aware of what a rough life is like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you get to be taught and told certain things. You get to learn certain things, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, I feel like this went like all the way to left field. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> maybe we, maybe we take a drink of water. Yeah. I'm going to eat some peanuts here. Okay. I'm not going to stop this though. Um, Do so you see, there was interesting, there was a, I saw on Twitter, I'm on Twitter, I like Twitter more so than any other social media platform, but there was some, somebody, one of the writers from, he's not a writer, I shouldn't say he's a writer, one of the content providers for Flow Grappling was tweeting a, a video quick of a, of a, of a jiu-jitsu tournament in Japan, um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament mm-hmm. in Japan, and the, one, the guy who won, uh, when he won, he was probably in his... 30s early 40s maybe um they like he raised his hand and he opened up his gi yeah i mean he opened up his gi and he and he, sh- he showed, oh yakuza he showed all his yakuza yeah. tats and then and if you noticed on one of his fingers one of them was missing and i was like holy which i don't think it was his pinky i think it, it probably was, was his pinky i don't think it was his pinky it wasn't no i think it was like like mm. a, a very well a, according to whoever like one of the commenters on it that were saying that it was it was uh it was like basically your pinky on whatever your dominant hand is extremely important when wielding a sword mm-hmm. for yakuza and um yeah anyway that yeah i'm not gonna find it yeah it's really funny <laughs> but i was like uh it's like so is the are yakuza just now just doing this and this is this is anyway but he was flashing his yakuza tattoos um I'm like, are are you, is that, are you, are you really Yakuza? Or are you, are you posing? What's going on there? 
It's got to. Yeah, I mean, there's a big stigma. I mean, not anymore as much, but there's a big stigma in Japan where if you have tattoos, you're probably in a gang. And the Yakuza is like a crime syndicate, but I, but, I, but the but the patterns I'm pretty sure were were like the yeah, per, somebody it, who it, was looking. I at saw it. I saw it. It looked like Yakuza. I didn't notice the finger thing. Uh huh. But uh, that is a that is a Yakuza tradition. You look at the finger thing. He's he, he definitely did something. Uh, there is definitely he definitely doesn't missing a finger. It's not a pinky. It's something else. Instagram. It was on for me. It was Twitter. I don't know what it was. Y- Yakuza for life. <laughs> Is that what came up first when you looked at people? <laughs> yeah. Just up like Yakuza Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, might have to look at it later. All right. But yeah, that is that is a thing. Like, I think, don't quote me on this, but I think um, the thing about the finger is they cut off one of your fingers when you essentially misbehave. Mm-hmm. They're, tr- they're trying to take away your ability. It, it's, I'm assuming. Yeah. I, would, I would feel like if I'm wielding a sword or something like that and you cut off my fucking pinky. Yeah. Uh, it's like... I don't know. It just wouldn't seem like it would be a big deal. Yeah, the thing about your hand is the first two fingers, minus the thumb, the first two fingers, like the index in the middle, mm-hmm. they're great for strength. And the last two, without... Control. Either, yeah, control. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. When you take away those two, all you have is like this. It's not, not much. Right. You know, you could probably get by doing this. Just not this. Like, I'm doing I, things with my fingers, guys. Sorry, you can't see. Right. But then you would say that even if you're like swinging a bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're it becomes pinky, less stable. If your pinky is broken, you don't have the ability to kind of swing a bat the way For you sure. normally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's kinda interesting. It's kinda scary too, knowing that possibly There's a crime a ju- syndicate has a bunch of like jujitsu experts and shit. Yeah. I don't want to go to Japan and compete. I want to go to Japan just not I don't know now I don't want to go to compete whatever I'm going against. I, I do want to go to Japan just to hang out. I think Japan is, is a is a cool place. Um I think there's a lot of rich history. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. And if you're, do you ever feel being Asian and no, obviously not your, your background is not Japanese. Do you feel like there's any level of animosity towards Japanese culture um, Um, based on the fact that like historically the things that they've done to the other Asian countries has has been pretty atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to start. a. No, no. I mean, you can't really feel it. In the U.S., mm-hmm. but definitely there's a lot of your, stigma. Do, do your parents or grandparents ever like you know? Oh my 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 grandfather hated the Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my parents not so much. They don't really they don't really buy into all that. I know my girlfriend's parents don't really like Japanese. Your girlfriend's Chinese, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you'll see it a lot, especially in media. Like, there's a lot of Chinese dramas where it depicts like the the Chinese rebels during World War II. You know, like during during the occupation right. of the empire, you know, the right. empire, Japanese empire occupying China. There's a bunch of dramas on it. It's yeah, just, it's, it's always it man's always fighting some Japanese judo, yeah, it's, it's, judoka it's, or whatever karate it's guy. Funny. Yeah, um, it's the same thing with Koreans. You know, Koreans don't like Japanese. Japanese don't like Koreans. Koreans mm. don't like Chinese. Chinese don't like Koreans. You know, it's, um, I know in like Vietnamese dramas too, it's the same thing. Japanese are kind of like the villains, mm-hmm. um, but well. You know, but there, but historically, there's reason. I mean, yeah, there's, 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 there's like, there's reasons why that that the some the emblem of the not the the current flag, but the old one with the the with, rising sun. Yeah, the the, the yeah. land never sets on the well. That's the British thing, but the rising sun, the land of the rising sun, is just yeah. It, I mean, it was, it, would, it was meant to spread basically. Yeah, there's um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not saying like 
say one bad thing, we're all of a sudden going to go to war. But right. there are old heads out there that are like, nah, fuck them. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as discrimination, prejudice, you know, all this stuff. Where you're told a certain thing or you experience a certain thing and then all of a sudden it's always like that. Right. You know? But, I mean, obviously I don't feel that way. I love Japanese. I, I want to go to Japan. Yeah. I love sushi. Sashimi. I, I love sushi. I love sushi. I love the fact that they have some really cool martial arts. Yeah. I mean, say what you will about karate. Karate's dope. Karate's awesome, man. Yeah. Judo's awesome. Jiu-jitsu's awesome. Jiu-jitsu is... But the original jiu-jitsu that were used by the samurai mm-hmm. is legit. People don't think it is because like when they hear Japanese jiu-jitsu, JJJ, yeah. it's like the comfort schools. Now we're hearing about American jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I mean... All these all these Brazilians are going to it's, ape it's, shit. It's dumb, man. It's all the same shit. Just get over it. It's martial arts. Mm-hmm. Just accept it, you know? Yeah, it is. So, speaking of racism... I'm not talking from like experience, but I've been, I've been, um, the only real professional sport I've been paying attention to for the past six months, uh, has been the, uh, has been, uh, soccer, professional soccer. There's a lot of racism in soccer in Europe, man. For sure. God. And there was one, there's in, in, in Italy, um, Two of the best clubs are playing this weekend, and so like the the famous sport newspaper, it's called Corre del Sport in Italy. They posted they their their front page was, you know, they were trying to bring light to the fact that these these two star players from the two different teams, one is Roma and the other one's Inter Milan, and they both have former. They're both they have black players, both who are former players for another club that was in England called Manchester United. Mm-hmm. And they're both like, this is their first year in Italian football, and they're killing it. They're doing great. And there's this big head-to-head matchup. And the the huge headline is the two players, like, head-to-head, like, in action. And right above it, it says Black Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like the choice of shit, the words that you you went with is like, oh, my God, why would you even go? And then they're like, that's not what we meant. We wanted to say like, I'm like, why don't even defend it? Just just shut the fuck up. You obviously have a problem. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I I mean, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know, there's these little things where it's like, when you look at it, it's like, oh, that's that's funny. It's, It's funny. It's funny. And then you're like. What they're they're defending saying like I was okay so the the point I'm trying to get to is when 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 you when something happens where somebody of a certain race says hey that's racist it offends me okay and I'm just to give you an idea is like I don't get offended by much verbally you know yeah. like you could say a lot of things to me I don't really care but I certainly understand when certain when when people of either certain backgrounds. Um, you know, orientations or what have you get offended by whatever somebody says or something that's said in, said in the media or whatever it is, yeah. right? Or, uh, you know, the president of the United States. Yeah. You know, it happens. And um, is it is it the person, the, the question I'm trying to answer is like, does the person who says whatever the racist thing is or does the, whatever the racist act is, you know, in terms of the person who's interpreted, do they get to say, no, it's not racist because this, this, and this. Or is it racist because 
if I'm the person who belongs to that race, mm-hmm. and I like if I was one of those soccer players and I'm a black soccer player and I see that and I see that black, you don't get to tell me that. That's it, not racist. That's not racist. Yeah. I'm the one who's black, and I'm going to tell you that that's fucking racist. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is it or like we're in this, and I'm I'm like anti. I'm anti like cancel culture. Yeah. You know? Like I'm not into. Like, oh, I'm not into that. I'm not that's either. Dumb. But I'm also like okay, well that's dumb. You don't need to do that. You yeah. Know? It's it's obviously. I'm not saying we need to cancel that newspaper or you know uh, anything like that. But I do think that. They should be pointed. It should be pointed out, and people should absolutely make fun of them, and absolutely laugh at their ass, and absolutely call them an idiots because it's a stupid move, and, yeah. and they should be reprimanded somehow, right? But you know, it, it, I think it's you, you give them an opportunity to say what what they need to say, but it's they can't say it's not racist, yeah, because they're not the person. They're they're not the person being offended. Yeah, within reason. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, yeah. I mean, this is a bigger question. I took it out. This is you yeah, said. I think this is, a, this is a this is a topic for another podcast entirely. You know, we're we're getting into this whole political debate. Um, it's not political. Yeah, this it's, isn't it's, political. This is just well, this is ideology of like how current, how you you know. Yeah, I get the in current, the current pol- world climate. You know, the yeah. cancel culture and the whole snowflake thing and the and the um, yeah, racism is a big part of it. But there's also like you know, anti-gay and, and you know transgender shit and all mm-hmm. it's all a part of the same thing you know because like you got people like dave Chappelle making gay jokes transgender jokes he's or... getting canceled mm-hmm. and you got people like um uh kanye having his, his old issues he's getting canceled everyone's getting canceled mm-hmm. you know we're all getting canceled we're all mm-hmm. gonna we're all getting canceled we're not gonna talk to each other anymore you know mm-hmm. it's getting to that point and like i don't get offended by things you know you could say all the ching chong shit you want to me i think it's funny you know? No, it ain't. Well, see, come on. You think it's see if it's if it's in a good. Well, I'm sorry. I I can't tell you how you're feeling. Yeah. But. If if it's in a good light, like if someone's, you know, if if I said, you know, if I was if I was fucking a few and say, <laughs> every time you did something, I'll walk by, you know, and then you come at me with like, I don't know, I can't even think of something that would be mildly offensive to me. Mm-hmm. It's it just wouldn't work. You could say ching chong to me. I don't care. Yeah, but Cause, but there's a there's a familiarity between us two. Yeah, right. And like what even, I'm saying to you is like what happens when you don't know the president from whoever, or you don't know whoever is whoever whatever radio host of this radio or this podcast from whatever. Yeah, and they're sitting there saying, well, you know, get some, you know, they'll they're, they'll make fun of a. You know, or they'll poke fun of the way that the the Korean street owner, uh, you know, talks because of whatever, whatever, you know, whatever. How you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Like, you don't know those people; they don't know you, and they could be saying something in a to in a way to show. Is that it, could it mean that they're that they think that that person is lesser because they speak in a funny accent? And don't get yeah. me wrong, I, mean, I speak in I'm, I, I yeah. Because I, I'll go up to my friend Jay, who is absolutely Korean. Yeah, and but I, but the I, Korean accent, and I'll do the Korean accent. But I'm not, I'm not doing it to make him feel lesser. Yeah, you're not, I, you're not trying to hurt him by any means, by any means. And that's my friend. Yeah, and and so, like I'm, but I, but I do understand. Like, okay, man, you don't, you can't sit there as in a as a, in a public. You can, you can yeah. absolutely do this. Like, I'm not saying that these people who are um, who have these podcasts or have these platforms shouldn't be able to do that they should 
but they should absolutely feel the repercussions yeah. of what those those things are. I mean, are not not necessarily legal. I mean, or not I, illegal. I'm sorry. I think you know. Again, if it's not malicious, if it's not bad intent, then you can kind of let it slide. Like, uh, but you can't. Mad but, TV. You know, uh, Alex Pornstein, the uh, Mrs. Swan. I remember that. Oh God, dude! People people have been trashing on it lately because it's really racist. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's. Yeah, it's, it pokes fun of, you know, at like Asian ladies and like the accents and like all the things they say and all the things they do. And yeah, there, we do have our quirks, but I think it's funny sure. because it is funny. But sure. then you have things like um, Kim's Convenience. You ever seen that show? I think it's on Netflix. It's like a, it's a show about a Korean family. Is it a in, cartoon? No. Okay. It's a show about a Korean family in, in Toronto or something. Mm-hmm. And the parents have really bad Korean accents when they speak perfect English in real life. And the show is just not funny. And if it was done by white people, if it was done by non, non-Asians, non even the fact that it's done by Chinese, like all the actors are Chinese. Oh, I think really? That's and, so they're, and they're depicting Koreans? Yeah, I think that's racist. Mm-hmm. Not because of the fact that it pokes fun at Koreans. Yeah, it, that, that that's a big part of it, but the main part of it is because it's just done so bad, right? You know, it's it's cringeworthy. Yeah, like the goal they're trying to achieve, they haven't achieved it. You know, they're trying to shoot this target and then they shoot all the way to the left. You know, right? It just didn't work, and I think that's mildly racist because it just didn't work. So, did you hear about this news story? Um the 49ers, the, the, there's, I just saw, I didn't watch the game, but there's, it was on ESPN. I, I saw it where um, the the ra- radio announcer for the for the San Francisco 49ers, they were they're just playing the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Okay. And the Baltimore Ravens have a stud of a quarterback, just an awesome quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And he's killing the game right now. He's gonna win the MVP if they just continue to do what they're doing, right? And um, he's extremely, um, a extremely good qu- quarterback, good passer. Um, Good scrambler, good runner. He's black. Yeah. So they said the the radio announcer mentioned something about when he's running or when he's when he's doing because he's like you sometimes you can't you that the ball blends in with his skin so well you don't really <laughs> see it. I'm like okay, hearing that I'm laughing. I'm like, what? see that's funny, but then it's mildly racist. It's it's mildly racist. It's but again, like it, how does Lamar feel about it? One, yeah. But I'm also listening to him like. If if it was me, I'd be like, "Man, you're a dumb fuck. Why the fuck would you say that? You're so stupid." Like, and now he now and he's and he got suspended yeah. without pay, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, can he say that? Sure, he can say whatever he wants. But the repercussions are what? People think you're an idiot. Yeah. And two, you got suspended from your job. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he got fired. I'm not sure, but he definitely got suspended. And yeah. so, like. And I'm and I'm obviously I'm not black, but I would I would I could I see how somebody could reasonably be offended by that if they're black? Sure. Do we do we does he need to say it? Probably not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Does he need to? No. Can he? This fucking stink bug. So <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. The the whole like you said, if it doesn't bother you, then Technically, it isn't racist to you. But who are you laughing? But when you're when you when you and I laughed, we both laughed, right? Yeah. Who are you laughing at? I was just laughing at how stupid it is. 
Yeah. We're yeah. laughing. I'm about, not laughing about the racist part. I'm laughing yeah, about like, that's kind of funny. Yeah. That's but, kind of like, it's funny, but it's funny. It's like, okay. Okay. And the reason why is, why is it funny? It's funny because yes, it makes, it kind of makes sense, but you shouldn't have really said it that way, you know? Right. But it's more like, you shouldn't have said it that way. And so is it, is it mildly racist? Yes. But the reason, and the, I think the reason sometimes I'll laugh at like somebody saying something racist in in this situation or not, and maybe not in this but it could be otherwise like because i'm like man what a dumbass like yeah. why would you even go there dude you're so stupid ha ha like you know like it's yeah. more like that and i think of i think of it in the sense that of all the reasons not to like somebody mm-hmm. their skin color is like the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life yeah. like there's a dude i could I get. I, I meet a lot of people. I'm really annoyed with, right? And of all the things I really don't like that I that I don't that I like about them, their their skin color is like the first thing, the, like the last thing from my mind, right? Yeah. It could be like, you know, the fact that they don't tip waitresses or whatever, like, or they they are, um, they're obnoxious. They have an obnoxious laugh. Yeah. You know, if they have an obnoxious laugh, then I'm like, yeah, I, mean, I don't like that person, but yeah. not because they're, not because they're Indian or because they're, yeah, you know, whatever. So yeah, I mean. See, here's the thing. I don't know if you call this racist or not. But when I meet someone new, I do see their skin color. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I don't. Yeah, for sure. I understand It's the first thing. Yeah. And not only that, I'm going to look at what they're wearing. I'm going to look at how they greet me mm-hmm. or even if they greet me. And then I'm going to make my judgment, you know. Mm-hmm. Preliminary judgment. Is it being discriminatory to assume that black or white, yellow, brown, whatever... If you're dressed like a hoodlum, I'm going to think you're a hoodlum. Is, is that discriminatory to assume? Because I've met thugs that were like Ivy League worthy, MIT worthy. But they're just thugs. They talk that way. They dress that way. They act that way. So is thug, what is thug to you? A thug is someone that's, you know, dressed like a hood rat, dressed like a gangsta, <laughs> you know. Coming out, they got they got rap music bumping and then they got like a 40 in their hand or something. I'm, I'm that's that's like a huge stereotypical picture. Okay. But you know what I'm saying? You know, like a 50 cent looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like an like a pre 2010 Eminem looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know. Someone well, pre, coming out pre like 2010 that. 50 cent which you also could be saying. Yeah, yeah. cuz now you see not the suited 50 cent, but yeah. the old 50 cent. Yeah. You know, like the 50. They say 50, mm-hmm. 40, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't say 40. That's that's And they're hit. Ivy League worthy? I've met people like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying that they are. Yeah, I've met people like that. Is that racist to assume that they're going to be that way? To assume that they're a dumbass and to assume that, you know, they... I I think, is it it racist to assume that they're a dumbass? Is it discriminatory? Yeah. I think it's discriminatory. Yeah. I think it's it's racist to think that they're stupid. So am I discriminatory? I think that, what do you... So let me me give you... do Do I have racist thoughts? No, is it... To, to assume that they're a dumbass? Yes, I think that's racist. Yeah, I, I think so. I think let me let me let me make a simpler one, okay? And that's like a real life situation. Okay, all right. So, um, it, I didn't know how this person looked like. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this, but I just yeah. I, I pay attention to sports, and so I'm on Twitter and like I follow yeah follow like college football a lot. And one of the one of the best recruits in the country. Mm-hmm. Just committed to Louisiana State University, LSU, in football, um, just a few months ago or a couple months ago, 
and it was a big, big. It was, he's he's top. He was like the top defensive back in the nation. Yeah, one of the top, one of the top ones. Okay, his name was his his first name. Uh, I forget his last name, but his first name was the chosen, the chosen, D E D E, capital C G H O Z E N. Uh huh. The chosen. And let's say his last name was Williams or something. Yeah. And his, and his middle oh, we're name, focusing on his first name. It, and his middle name was Juan, J U A N. Okay. The chosen Juan Williams. Or okay. Whatever. Um, and his nickname, just so you know, he gave his his nickname was the the chosen one to ever do it. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, like in quotations, the yeah. chosen one to ever do it. Whatever Williams or Rutherford or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Um. Do it. So when I hear that, I'm like, "Hey, man!" And I was like, "I don't have to know how this, who the, how this guy looked like. This guy's black." Okay. But at, is, and is it safe to assume that he's black? He was black. He just so happened he was black. I did look him up, and he was yeah. black, right? Um, I don't think that's racist to assume that he was black, because in in my life experience, there I haven't met a lot of other people who are from another race. That name their kids that way. They name their kids that way, right? Yeah. And 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 I also don't don't think that because he named they they named their kid that way makes them any less um any makes them dumb or makes them anything. That's, yeah. That's who they wanted. That's what they wanted that's to name their the, kid. That's what they didn't want to name the kid. Yeah. 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 And guess what? He they named their kid and he's going to freaking one of the best blessed blue chip programs to play yeah. defensive back for them, right? Well. See, here's the thing. I think that it is racist. Mildly. To, to, to assume that he was to black. To assume he was black. But I, th- I don't I think it's I think it's okay to assume to, to, to I, I assume that he was black. Yeah, so here's the thing. Here's, okay. here's what I want to say. It's it's okay to be a little racist. We're predis we're predisposed to assume certain things based on stereotypes and stigmas. It's psych- it's psychologically proven. That's just how we are. Okay. But is that is it racist or is it like but there's, using, there's, using you're using I'm using characteristics from experiences that I've seen, from ex- life experiences that I've had with a certain race, yeah, to assume that when I heard something, oh, that's black, right? Yeah, that uh, that's a st- that's a stigma, you know. It, but but it's the a, same, it's a type of racism, <laughs> and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You're not a bad person. I'm no. not a bad person for assuming that when I say hoodlum, I think of a black person. Because you I, think I've, so? I've grown up. In an environment where all the hoodlums are either me, a scrawny, stocky Asian kid. Wait, how are you scrawny and stocky at the same time? Oh, so I, meant, I meant short. Okay. Short, stocky Asian kid or a bunch of black people. Mm-hmm. You know. So wait, you, a hoodlum could have been Asian like you? Yeah, I mean, if you go to California. Okay, so a hoodlum could be... When I, when I think of a hoodlum in California, I'm thinking of someone that doesn't really speak English very good. So you're thinking of Mexican. No, I'm thinking. That's of, where I'm I thinking, I'm thinking Asian. Oh, see, you, you, that's a stigma. It's so it's in. I'm not gonna say racism is okay. It's so, not, but that is an okay type of racism because that's just what that's what what we're sort of geared to think, you know. Because mm-hmm. we see it in daily life, we see it in the movies, we see it on TV, we see it in person sometimes, you know. And it's not wrong to assume something. That's what prejudice is. You know, that's that's what. But did, is it is, is it wrong to assume that that person's any lesser of a? See, that's the bad part. D- so that's, that's what I'm saying wrong. is like, do you think that person when I when you say like that person's a dumbass, 
because they're a hoodlum. Yeah. Is that wrong? That's wrong, I think. It, it is. Like, I remember I met this white kid. White kid. He was a hoodlum. Mm-hmm. You know, he came in all tatted up to jiu-jitsu. Like this, this scrawny white kid looked like um looked like a tryhard. My first thought, oh, this guy's gonna be this guy's gonna be an asshole. He's gonna be here for like a week tops. Turned out to be one of the nicest kids I've ever met. One of the hardest working like his the nickname his he has is Dgaf. Don't give he, a fuck. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. He trains hard, works hard. Mm-hmm. Changed my entire perspective. Well, your nickname and, is Asian Max because yeah. we already have a Max, but only because you're, we already had a Max. And that's the thing. The first thing you see is like, oh, it's an Asian kid named Max. Mm-hmm. We already have a white guy named Max. You know? It's it's not wrong. He's got know? a different nickname, just it's, so you know. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> it's not wrong. It gets wrong when you start using it against them and when you start downgrading them, making them inferior. Okay. So that's, that's, that's when it's wrong. That's, and that's the point I'm trying to... I'm, I've, for sure I'm trying to make, you know, is that... But also, I, I you know, it's okay to. I think it's okay to laugh about. Oh yeah, I yeah. Guess. It can be funny sometimes. Yeah, like in this situation like, where it was like the chosen one. Yeah, you that's know? kind of funny. It is kind know? of funny, right? But let's just say, like, maybe I, you know, maybe the the best the best. If I would have heard like this defensive back was, um, you know, his name was Joe Choi. Yeah. My first, I would have been, oh, that guy's Korean. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's because I know the name Choi is Korean. Yeah. Um, If it was the chosen one, Choi, I would have extremely <laughs> confused. Be, I don't yeah. know what I would do. So, like, I mean, that's that's <laughs> the thing. You know, we have these certain preconceived ideas about what things are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's not wrong. It's just not wrong, you know. I hate when people assume that everything you do is wrong. That's why I don't like this cancel culture thing. I don't. I don't like this snowflake culture. This but, uh, Generation Z. But here's the stuff. thing: is like some like here's my thing about the snowflake culture, like labeling things the snowflake culture, right? Dude, you're a fucking snowflake. Yeah. When you when you sit there and complain about, you sound like a crybaby. Yeah. You sound like a crybaby when you talk about snowflakes, isn't it? Are you, aren't you kind of like a fucking snowflake when you do that? I'm not talking about you personally. I'm yeah. Talking, I'm talking about, because I've just been this way. I don't mind sharing this because I'm pretty sure, you know, my, my brother-in-law's not going to listen. He's, my brother-in-law is extremely, like, you know, right-wing conservative. People don't know, like, I'm probably more probably more leaning towards left, like, you know, progressive. But I'm pretty, I'm open and being around other people and hearing their ideas and thoughts, right? Just, you know... Everybody's a snowflake. This person's a snowflake, but yet constantly complaining. Complaining, and about, then they become the snowflake. Yeah, and this yeah, idea of like it. it's I it's like, it. dude, you, you sound like a fucking pussy, right? That's Bec- what it is, and it is. Everyone's sa- complaining. Yeah, know? if you're complaining, you just sound like a fucking pussy, and um, and that could be guy or girl, whatever. Just just stop stop complaining. You 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 know, and if you're talking about oh these people are up in arms because of, aren't you kind of up in arms because of whatever's happening here? Yeah. You know? It's and I'm talking about it's the reaction. Like you just like hey I don't like cancel culture. I don't like snowflakes and this, this like this idea of like people always constantly getting Yeah, I'm getting not a, I'm not always saying it. No. Yeah, it's not something, you know, granted I brought up how we got on this topic. We talked about Yakuza jiu-jitsu player with yeah, with with his finger cut off. Who I don't know is the yakuza, now, but he certainly. Yeah, and there's another thing. But it's he, not but wrong he, to assume that he's probably in the yakuza. It's or he's a poser. 
Yeah. But if he's a poser and he's a Japan, he could get in some serious fucking shit, right? I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. they don't fuck around over there. Like, it's a proven fact. They don't fuck around. Like, yeah. there are certain towns in Japan mm-hmm. where the people don't go to the police. They go to the Yakuza. Yeah, it's it's like... Because it's like, if you go to police, you're not doing it right. You know? Right. Yakuza is going to do way worse. You know, if someone stole your money, be like, hey, that guy. Like, all right. Who do you think... <laughs> this, is, this is a question for ages. Who, which Asian-based like crime gang, or and I don't know, maybe Yakuza is not wasn't Yakuza wasn't always known as like a criminal yeah, they were. organization. They're always criminal organization mm-hmm. throughout their history. I assume so. Yeah. Okay. From what from what I've read, yeah, I should I should read about them. I should. They're probably really interesting. Um, they're obviously because I'm asking. So uh, they started with um, samurai, I think. Yeah, they've uh, they they're kind of like the the bad samurai. Uh, I wouldn't say bad. They were the ronin. Were they ronin? Yeah, they were masterless. So they didn't have anyone. So samurai. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Ronin means you don't have a master, right? Yeah. So but are you disgraced and dishonored? Um, it depends. So samurai. A lot of people don't know this. Um, same thing with knights. The word samurai and the word knight essentially mean to serve or servant, mm-hmm. you know, along those lines. A lot of people don't realize that the only reason they have that status of being noble warriors is because they were servants at first. They're, and they're serving they're a feudal, feudal lord. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ronin were the ones where the master was disgraced or killed or whatever, or they were disgraced, or they just couldn't follow the code. And they just kind of abandoned their. There's a lot of different reasons someone would would have become a could have banged the samurai's wife. Exactly. They could have done some shady shit. Um, They could have been like, "Eh, "This isn't for me. I like pillaging and doing all this crazy shit," Mm -hmm. or like, "Mm, "I like money." Mm -hmm. It could have been a whole bunch of different reasons that a ronin would become a ronin. And from what I know, and this could be wrong, of course, is that the yakuza started out as a clan of ronin. Of people who are just they've they've they yeah. didn't have a master anymore. Yeah, so and we're gonna charge our own club. You know, when when you're a really good samurai or a really good swordsman, fighter, you're worth what money. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, you, you're worth money for sure. You're worth money, but what are you gonna do? You can't work for a feudal lord. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go be a mercenary. Mm-hmm. You're gonna do some shady shit, mm-hmm. crime. Like so how long are we talking about this? So this is happening. What samurai Probably. were reached their kind of golden era back during the medieval times. Mm-hmm. So we're talking late medieval too. So like, um, 1100, 1200, no, 1300, 1100 to about 1500. Okay. About 1600. Um, in fact, samurai were around up until the U S sailed to, uh, Japan. Right. And, you know, forced them to trade with them. So back to my stupid ass question. Yeah. Who do you think is more dangerous? Yakuza or Triad? It depends on where you are. I think in Japan, obviously. San Yakuza. Francisco. San Francisco Triads. For sure. They have a bigger presence. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize this, but the Triads have been around for thousands of years. Way longer than the Yakuza? Thousands. In fact, the Chinese is considered one of the six uh, cradles of, of civilization. Right. You know? And Triads have been around for thousands of years. For thousands. Like, have they always been a crime organization? Uh, no, they ha- they were essentially like the secret service. 
mm-hmm. for certain emperors. Mm-hmm. And so they developed to become crime because they live in the shadows, quote unquote. Right. In fact, um, when you go to a country, like in Europe, where do you think the triads would be? In Europe? Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Can I get three guesses? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's like 40 countries. Yeah, I know. But I'm going to be specific to the city. Rome. Keep going. Just give all your three guesses. Just, just tell me, tell me, tell me your top three. All right. So Rome, London, Paris. Paris, yes. Mm-hmm. So France and Germany. Okay. Why a lot, Germany? A lot of triads. Um, I think it had something to do with World War Two, but they've been in Paris for a long. <laughs> I don't time. know why I thought I thought I thought Italy based on like. Oh, the Silk Road. The Silk Road, which is, <laughs> is that racist? I don't know. Oh, fun fact about the Silk Road, I'll tell you in a minute. But um, yeah, Paris, big, big center. Um, and I'm not saying I'm triad. I'm not, don't come after me. No. I know you guys are watching. You know, don't come after me. Arabs don't have things like that. It, like it automatically turns into fucking yeah. terrorism. You know what I'm saying? It, like it doesn't. We can't. We can't have our own little. Oh, well, I'm, I'm poking fun at it. They're yeah, not actually going to come after me. No, I know. What I'm saying is like what I'm saying. They're laughing about. It. It's like oh, he's not trying. And I was like, I, I don't. We don't have any cult. The, our clubs are all like oh, death to all. You know, it's yeah. like it's not good. <laughs> oh, they broke jihad. Yeah, it's not good at all. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, but Alhamdulillah is fine. But I'm like <laughs> that. No, it's more like uh, I don't know. You know, oh yeah, bro. You got the triads. We got ISIS. Like, no, <laughs> so you can't do that. That's not the same. Yeah. See, the thing is, people think the triads are a gang. They're not. They're an organization. Mm-hmm. They're a crime syndicate. Like, they are a business. They own. They probably own like Alibaba. Alibaba right, is probably they, owned uh, by the triads. No, not that guy. That guy. Yeah. Is, you think I got tri- a triad? They, he's got some triads in his pocket for sure. For sure. He's what? A What's trillionaire? Yeah, the guy's super rich. Uh, Jack, Jack, Jack Ma. Jack Ma. Yeah, dude. He's filthy. This motherfucker made a movie about himself being a world-class martial artist, beating the shit out of, like, fucking Donnie Yen. And, and, uh... Donnie Yen's the, uh... The Umbuck guy. I can't remember his name. Tony, Tony Ja. Ja. Yeah. Yeah. He made a movie with all those guys. He made a movie with fucking Jet Li. Jet Li was in the movie. And the only reason Jackie Chan wasn't in the movie is because they couldn't schedule him. Like, how rich do you have to be to do that kind of shit? And, like, he beat them up bad. He's like, here, I'm going to give you a million and you a million, you a million. Yeah. And he's wearing, like, like Allbirds doing it. Like, Allbirds and the freaking, like, joggers and, like, a trench coat. You know? The the typical, like, stereotypical looking Matrix one of the Asian dude. Yeah, dude. It's freaking. Crazy, mm-hmm. but you can't tell me he doesn't have some 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 crime in his pocket. You know, mm-hmm. there's no way. Um, don't come after me. You know, <laughs> maybe. No, but yeah. Right, so we got into the Ronin. I totally forget we're on the Ronin System podcast. Yeah. So yeah. why the Ronin System podcast? So the original meaning of Ronin, you break it up in two parts: Ro and Nin. Mm-hmm. Nin means person. And then you have ro, which which essentially means wave. So if, if you translate it literally in Japanese, it means wave man. In Chinese, it means the same thing. Chinese, um, at least in Cantonese, it's long yan, same shit. Long is ro, mm-hmm. yan is nin. 
Mm-hmm. Same shit. Wave man. Um, and that's literal translation. But when you take it into context, the original meaning was wanderer. And so I thought Ronin was a good word. I even have it tattooed on, uh, tattooed on me right here. Um, I thought Ronin was a good word because I sort of created the system, quote unquote, back in college because I was lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do with life. Mm-hmm. And I had so many like passions and so many like hobbies that I had to keep switching back and forth. I had ebb and flow my life. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wandering between the paths. So why not just be that wandering spirit? Why not just be someone that wanders, you know, someone without guidance, someone without a master. Does it, it doesn't have to do with the fact that maybe, maybe, maybe you're open for travel too. Oh, if I could, I would travel the world like nonstop. Mm-hmm. Like if I wasn't tied down to anything, I would just be, a, I would be a vagabond just going around the world, doing things, learning things, experiencing things. I would do the same. I feel like I'm tied down to this house, but I would travel. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad thing to be tied down. It isn't, but then until you hear that the things that you own end up owning you, I can't just get up and leave. Yeah, exactly. So, like, this is my sort of outlet, you know? Mm-hmm. I can't stop eating these peanuts. They're good. They're good. I have I cashews like, if you want to switch to cashews. I feel like all the people hearing are just crunching noises. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you're not going to jujitsu, man. Seven thirty already. Okay. Yeah, fuck it. It's okay. We said we we're gonna go eat some Asian food. Speaking yeah. of all these triads and yakuza, let's yeah. go get their food, <laughs> dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, if you want to talk about seedy country, Thailand. But I also hear like really good things about it too. Oh, like, th- I've heard amazing things about like Thailand. the people my, itself. My girlfriend just, went to Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a blast, and like. She went for cousins, and she had to go back to China, but her cousins were there. They spent like five dollars on like forty drinks, U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. Like that's insane. Yeah, the food supposedly like street like, food for sure is like really cheap. It's a country like like Vietnam, which is right next door to it. Yeah, all those like Southeast Asian countries. If I go there right now with everything in my that I own, I'd be a, I'd be a millionaire. Right, you'd you'd live comfortably. Yeah, for the rest of my life. But. Yeah, if you want to have fun, you know, go there. But don't have too much fun because I've heard some other shit where, you know, especially for guys, if you, like, walk through a certain part of uh, Thailand, mm-hmm. you get stopped by, like... Prostitutes, whatever. Yeah, CD people that want your money. Mm-hmm. Like, um, one of my buddies went there, and he said uh, he got pulled into this, this club, into the back room. And legit, there's this woman back there that could shoot marbles out of her out of her pussy. <laughs> what the fuck? Right? Okay. And you 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 pay like a dollar to see it. A dollar? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I like would guys pay like lots of money to see it multiple times. Oh, you times? can see more, you know. But that's like the entry, you know. It's like, oh, watch this. This is cool. Okay. Like, a dollar. It's like one of those gag reel things, you know. You you pay a dollar and it's like. I kind of want to see more, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, what else can you do? Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there's all kind of crazy shit like that out there, dude. That's so weird. People Triads figure out anything to make money. Yeah, tribes are all over that place for sure. In Thailand. No. I'm just eating all your shit. It's totally fine. I have um. No. 
You keep talking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, let her in. Can I get some water? But yeah, guys, if you want to visit Thailand, I highly recommend it. Like Chiang Mai, Bangkok, get to bang some cocks, you know, do all this fun shit. I wouldn't recommend visiting um, China right now, though, especially if you're a U.S. citizen. I have, you know, I actually have uh, international listeners. Yeah, you know, you told me you were. You were... Yeah, I had, I had some people in like Australia, Canada, Brazil. Really? Yeah, I don't know who listened to me in Brazil. Yeah, I had this one guy from Germany, uh, Bo. He was cool. I want to get him back on. Bo, if you're listening, hit me up, man. I know you're doing cool shit, but help a brother out. The dog is back, guys. The dog is back. You're and you you have all kinds of you have all kinds of people that. I, I try to, you know, I've, I've, I I've want to reach out to more people like that I know internationally. I don't know like personally, but I know who they are mm-hmm. and I want to get them on just because I think they have an interesting story. I think they have an interesting lifestyle. Um, it's just hard. You were thinking about talking to people who are like into science? Yeah. Genetics? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk to everyone about everything. I want to talk about string theory. I want to talk about genetics, biology. I want to talk about... Um, I have a couple of friends that are geneticists down in Florida. They're really smart guys. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they'd be, I'm sure yeah. they'd love to be on Hit your them up. Hit them up for me. All right. You can be my Jamie. I will do that. Um, Yeah, you know Chris? The trains with us? Chris, uh, Blue Belt Chris? Yeah. I just call him Blue Belt Chris. Yeah, I don't know his last name. Fuck, I don't, I don't know anyone's last name. I know name. he's from Boston. Yeah. He's a chemist. Is he? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's, seems he's like super a, nerdy about it, too. Is he? Yeah. I have no idea about that. Yeah. I haven't spoken to him any more so than a couple of things where he's. Well, there's this one time. It was a Monday. And it was literally him and Renal and Jay and me. We rolled for maybe 30 minutes. And talk. And we, yeah, we just talked for the rest because we're just like, man, this is, A, it's, it's kind of dull. And B, it's, mm-hmm. you know, we're tired. Yeah, I so. get it. I totally get it. Man. You do meet some interesting people in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> some of the most interesting people I know in jiu-jitsu. So anyway, my old roommate was, he's a hes a geneticist, but he, um, he was my old roommate when I was living in New York. He actually is the one who helped me um, quit drinking. I think I told you that. The very first one? Yeah. yeah. Very first episode. Yeah, yeah. He's a smart dude, a little eccentric, but he's a, probably interesting talk. Well, I feel like you have to be eccentric to do science. You do. You have to be, uh, and you have to, you have to think a certain way. You have to be extremely methodical, mm-hmm. and um, things definitely are more black and white for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they could, they operate in the gray as much. Maybe, I operate only in the gray. Yeah, <laughs> you're a wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Help me get them up. I will. Speaking of which, if you guys want to be on the show, <laughs> hit me up. Uh, you can hit me up at the Ronin System on Instagram. You can go to my Patreon. It's the Ronin System. You can send me an email, the Ronin System at Gmail. Do whatever to get in touch with me, man. Because I need more people on this thing. And I've said it too much. I'm sick and tired of just talking to myself. 
because a it's boring and b you get into a lot of different conversations with yeah I, I need more conversations i feel like i talk about the same shit over and over again so have you ever thought about i mean i'm not trying to like listen i think that a lot of people a lot of a lot of we both listen to a lot of the same podcasts. So listen to Joe Rogan. Listen to some other sports based podcasts. Yeah, but they, he does some cool things with like where is is he's, they they do the the fight companion ones. Yeah, but honestly, like they don't even talk about the fights, and it kind of gets it goes into like all yeah. different. I think that's I almost, the issue with his guests, so. Yeah, that probably is issues, and probably an issue with him too. To be fun, because he gets into these world, yeah. that world too. I only, I think that maybe that's a, it, it's a great idea. People who, if you just want to talk about MMA, yeah, well, like okay, so they're fighting this person. By the way, did you see them fight this guy? And then this, this is what happened. This is what my thought, my thought process on what's going to happen in this fight. You know, this does this, this, this. You actually just talk about fights yeah. with whoever is with you. You know what I'm saying? And there's probably in there. The good news is there's a lot of really good knowledgeable MMA fans and former MMA fighters that could, that could probably do that, you know, it'd yeah. be fun. So, I mean, I've, I've actually wanted to do, what was the thing we we're talking about? Um, uh, not fight companion, but like uh, battle buddies or something. Battle buddies. Is that good? Dude, <laughs> battle yeah. That's something I want to do. I want to do battle buddies where, cause live events, I don't, I, I think it's too organic for a live event to work properly when you, when you watch it live on a yeah. podcast, it just doesn't work right. You could do you could do one like to recap whatever happened. Yeah, I want to do like a fight analysis, like a card analysis too. Like if we go back and watch, um, I don't know, I can't even think. Khabib versus Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. If we go back and watch, like analyze that fight, I totally want to do that. It just it seems fun to me. I like analyzing things. I like mm-hmm. watching MMA, and I like talking about MMA, and I like talking about why this worked, why that didn't work. You know, what led up to it? Like, all the racist shit that Connor said. And yes, it is really racist because it was malicious. Mm-hmm. You know, trash talk aside, business aside, it was malicious. Mm-hmm. You know. So, Jarrett could probably hold a good conversation with you. If yeah, but he never so. shows up. Were you tried it with him before? No. I uh, Yeah, I hit him up uh, twice. And he's like, oh, I got to cancel, bro. Oh, man, that son of a gun. Yeah. Now you can rip fuck into you, Jared. His, fuck you, Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> fuck uh, you, Black Italian. So exactly. So I don't know. Um, yeah, but I I think that's a really good idea to do it post or just like, hey, this is a recap and this is what, this is what I gained from this. Maybe yeah. to, to go. You, you see that happen in a lot of sports based podcasts. You know, here is the week in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. But not not so cheesy, like right. Um, or pre pre fight analysis of what yeah. happened that, that that's kind of kind of cool too, but obviously it has to be people that are knowledgeable. And I like to me, I know it enough, but I don't know. I don't think I know enough to be dangerous. I think I know if we were to do one about ADCC or like before the Mundials or like the Worlds or IBJJF or. You know, it's not as fun, but maybe... Well, like that's you, the thing about Battle Buddies, dude. We could talk about whatever. Yeah. Any combat sport. Any combat sport. What's this fucking thing about Lithway? I don't know. Oh, dude. You think it's cool? Yeah, so you have Muay Thai, right? Everyone knows Muay Thai, right? So it's a Thai kickboxing. It's called the science or the art of eight limbs. Because you have your fists, your elbows, your knees, and your feet. 
or your shins, mm-hmm. depending on who you ask. Eight limbs. Basically, the idea is to march forward and beat the shit out of the guy in front of you. Then you have Lithway, which is the Burmese kickboxing. It's called the science slash art of nine limbs. Basically, it's just Muay Thai, but headbutts are encouraged. It becomes way more brutal and way more, I wouldn't want to say entertaining, but it becomes way more more, uh, spectacular. Mm-hmm. When you get headbutt knockouts, you have people headbutting each other in the clinch. So it's basically just Muay Thai, but more dangerous. They encourage headbutts. They encourage less protection. So you're basically just wearing hand wraps. It's just a way more brutal martial art. Mm-hmm. Um, and fun fact, I was actually doing research on Muay Thai. And according to history, Muay Thai beat out uh Lithway way back in the day to become like the pinnacle of, of kickboxing art back in like back when uh, Thailand was still called Siam the Siam Empire mm-hmm. but yeah old history anyway Lithway is cool I wouldn't recommend it but I like watching it mm-hmm. I don't know the only exposure I had to was with that guy Dave LaDuke and him hearing him talk was pretty obnoxious. I just couldn't. couldn't well, get... I mean, that's that guy's just maybe maybe there's just obnoxious. Them. Yeah, but I don't. Know. He's the he's the only person who's speaking English that I know that's doing it. So <laughs> so I'm like, right. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's smaller art, you know. Right. There's not a lot of people that want to go in. It's and like Mongolian there. wrestling. Probably not as well. The Mongolian wrestling. Is not, Mongolian wrestling is pretty dope, though. It's legit. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. The same thing with that Senegalese wrestling from Senegal. Mm-hmm. I yeah. forgot what it's called. I've, it's basically just like judo without anything on. Can you look that up? What's yeah. Senegalese wrestling? Yeah, Jamie, look that up for me. Yeah. Senegalese. Sen- I don't know. That's awesome. Looks really cool. Some of those, and those dudes are like massive. They're tanks. Uh, la la lut. La lut. The wrestle. What? That makes sense. La lut. Oh, here you go. Uh, I'm not even going to try. N-J-O-M. N-J-O-M? Nagam? Yeah. It's Lut Senegalese in French. Or Lut avec frappe. Those guys are freaking monsters, though, man. They're massive. Oh, look at that one. Lamb. Lamb. That's it. It's called yeah. Lamb. That's what it is called. <laughs> lamb. I saw, it on, I saw it on Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown. Oh, holy and... shit. Look at this one. I can't even, can't even see that. What are you looking at? This, this one. It's called Lamb, though. I know it's called Lamb. That's what the technical... Yeah, yeah. like Guys, look it up on Wikipedia. They're, the way it's... Oh, my God. Those are jacked. They're huge, man. Holy shit. It's like watching linebackers. Good God. Right? Yeah, they're not small dudes. They're big dudes. And yeah, they can, it's they're, they're doing... They're basically wrestling in... It's like they can shoot shoot takedowns off legs. They can do judo takedowns, everything. But it's all in a sand pit, basically. And these guys are wearing just, you know, usually not like when they're wearing tights and tight yeah. shorts and then some some specific Senegalese Dude, garb. African martial arts. Kind of scary. Yeah. Dude. You ever seen uh, Deadliest Warrior? Who? Deadliest Warrior. No. The TV show. Oh, wait, when they would analy- analyze some of them? Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. had the Zulus. Or not the Zulus. Um, 
some kind of African tribe, and they had like a, a sword with a dick on it. What? You never saw that? No. Dude, I, I show that to everyone when I talk about African warriors, which these guys are African warriors. African doing dick lamb. sword? Yeah, I remember watching a behind the scenes for that episode in particular, and the other team was like, oh, it's just, it's ineffective, it's a big piece of metal, blah, blah, blah. Um but then the behind the scenes are saying Zande. It's a Zande tribe. Uh, but the behind the scenes were saying that, yeah, man, I, I didn't know how to feel about that, the fight, because they were going to throw a dick at us. Here it is. Kapinga. Kapinga? Kapinga. Yeah. It's got that dick right there. You see it? Is it really a dick or is it just like a. It, it, that's more of like a PG picture. Mm-hmm. If you watch the episode, which I can't find anywhere on the internet, no. it's like actual round piece of metal for the balls, and then a really long kind like of mushroom shaft. shape. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. I mean, that's just a funny thing. Like, you know, they're out there wrestling in underwear and throwing dicks at each other, and they're lethal though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. I mean, look at Francis in Ganu. He's from uh, Senegal. He's from uh, Cameroon. He's from Cameroon? Yeah. He's a Cameroonian. And then uh, Usman is Nigerian. And so is uh, Adesanya. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Usman Usman were from. Go over there. Go over there. Think bug. Um, You want to go get some some food? Yeah. How long have we been doing? I don't know. Two hours and 17 minutes. Right. It's a good podcast. I yeah, hope. man. It's a good Hopefully episode. A good we talked about a lot of different things. Um, what do you want to call this? I'm going to ask you. What do you want to name this episode? Um, it's episode uh, 65, 66. Yeah, we talked a lot about... What did we talk about? TRT. We talked about you, the UFC fights that are coming up. We talked about um, racism. We talked about Yakuza's. How we about... about dick throwing. Dick throwing. Uh, how about we talk about... How we how we call it? Um, Max and Ahmed's a- Asian Crime Syndicate show. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. What, about, what about what about what uh, about we're racist? No, don't. Do that. <laughs> How That's, about uh, don't come after me? No, I, like, I just keep it as the Asian Crime Syndicate show. That's really good. I think it's Asian it's, Crime Syndicate. Yeah, because we had a lot of questions about the Battle occasion. Buddies, dude. Battle Buddies. There Just you go. Just name it Battle Buddies, episode yeah. one. <laughs> Battle Buddies, episode one. Perfect. <laughs> that All sounds right. good. So, uh, you got any uh, last things to say? Um, no, just shout out to everybody that trains at, um, at Top Martial Arts, specifically um, uh, people like Edgar, um, Steven Hernandez, Jeho Lee, uh, Tyrone Buttafuco. <laughs> Con Con Cabroni, rest up, heal up, Con. You're, you know, you're even. He's got a, he's got a Liz Frank injury. You know what that is? What? You should Google it. All right, I'm not it's gonna a, Google it. Here, right, but, but it's, it's, it's not a, it's a, it's an injury to your foot that takes a long time to heal. Oh. Um, and uh, and Obi, we'll give a shout out to Obi. Make it get Obi out of the here. man. All right, that's it. Yeah. Be, thanks for uh, coming on, Ahmed. Thanks for coming. It's a, it's a blast. Let me know when you get when we get back on. Guys, if you want to get on, please, please let me know. Ahmed's the only person that hits me up. Yeah, it's fun. I think it's sad. 
It's sad that I'm hitting you up. Or no, I think it's sad that you're only one. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I said, I have an Instagram. I, I mean, I'm terrible at social media. I really do need to get someone like a Jamie. I'm just terrible at it. I don't have money for it. Um, but if you want to support me, go on Patreon. Become uh, a patron. Yeah, become a patron. That'd be dope. <laughs> Either way, guys, thank you so much for the support. Have an amazing day. Get out there, get hungry, and good luck.